And greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the seventh. Oh my God, seven, 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 seven season of the Timeless Gamer Podcast, where the games and gamers grow older, but the gaming experiences will forever remain timeless. Your gaming podcast show brought to you by the beautiful people of Pinoy Retro Gaming, and we are now live now in Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. And for all of our archive videos of our previous episodes, you can still check our YouTube channel, which is Timeless Gamer PRG, or just going to the Facebook page of Pinoy Retro Gaming and Twitch. You can also listen to us talk. That's fine. If you don't want to see our beautiful mugs, that's fine. That's fine. You can catch us in Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcast. Uh, what else? Podcast Index, Listen Notes, Pandora, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Deezer. We are everywhere! God damn it, we are everywhere! So there is no excuse. And speaking of previously, previously, uh, Thomas Gamer, for our season six finale, um, we uh, we discussed a little bit, a little bit, uh, could have gone a little bit more, all about Metal Gear. <laughs> Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear. The main series, some of the spin-offs, and some of the garbage (laughs) that uh, Hideo Kojima refuses to acknowledge. (laughs) And uh, for all of you guys uh, who failed to catch that particular episode, you can still go to Pinoy Retro Gaming Facebook page or to the Timeless Gamer Gamer YouTube channel. And so... For this particular episode, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about the mature rated games. Mind you, not to be confused, not to be confused with the adults only rated games. So there's a little bit of a difference between mature and adult. All right. Uh, so uh, we will talk about that in detail as we go along. But let's proceed first with introductions. Miss Honoka, Charlene, what's up? What's up? Hey, hey, hey guys, what's going? I am back here for more here, Honoko99 here. We are going here live on Facebook and anywhere around the world there. So I hope you guys actually enjoyed this M-rated games here, sponsored by Tita Joel as well as hashtag Banyagang Native here. Oh yeah. So hope everyone will join the stream. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Alright. Guys actually enjoyed this M-rated Nope. How about Savaraj? Watch out. Glad to be here. Should be a lot of fun talking about all these um, these mature rated games, and we can discuss in detail as to you know where it began, where we're at now, and is a game that's necessarily necessarily rated M actually any good? So that should be fun. And for all of you guys uh, who are still not on the know, Serviraj is also uh, one of the host panel of this YouTube channel called the Sega Mega Masters, along with Sir Dan and Sir Rick. And the last episode that they did, they did an overall discussion about ghouls and ghosts. Uh, So for all of you you Sega fans out there, check out their YouTube channel, Sega Mega Masters. Um, Next, Sir JDM, what's up? Hey, good day, everyone. This is uh, Juan De Marcos or JDM for short of One Two Three Go. Here to discuss about um, the mature rated games that we have played in the last few decades. So, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. All right. Thank you, thank you, sir. JDM and the one leading the charge for tonight, the connoisseur of the mature. Watch out for the couture. <laughs> All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are. This is Joel Maclito, the Manyagang Native channel, uh, both on Twitch and on Kick. Um, go, coming in fast and hard with the M-rated games, mature games. I am going to, uh, right off the bat, I am going to label this our first episode of the season as one of the most controversial episodes that we're ever going to do in Timeless Gamer because of the fact that we've always prided ourselves as being a family show. And I am right now warning everybody, both the viewers and the listeners of our podcast, to put the kids to sleep already or to ask them to go step out of the room because we are going to be discussing games that have earned the M the the old and uh, the old dreaded uh, rating of m for mature games nowadays there's two categories that you are worried about earning for your games it's m which is m for mature and ao which is adults only we are going to be talking for for the sake of the the how broad our topic is going to be i chose m rated games for our topic for today because if we go for the ao we might get banned from all platforms so we are going oh, to be yeah. doing yeah we are going to be doing m-rated games for today and for those of you who are listeners of our audio of our audio podcasts pause the podcast right now tell the kids go to sleep or step out of the car not the car okay <laughs> step out of the step out of your your exercise room while you're listening to our podcast because we are going to be talking turkey to the mature audiences that we have here in timeless gamer so um oh. for, sorry jo, um, go ahead uh oh look who's uh who's that pokemon over there <laughs> the mega masters host we got Sir Dan joining us. Yay! Excellent. Yay! Yay. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, Dan. Do yeah. a little bit of an introduction of yourself for the uh, for the people who are just coming into our podcast right now. Hello, everybody. My name's Dan. You've probably seen me before if you've watched it before. Uh, I host the Sega Mega Masters show with our good friend here, Severaj, uh, and I have got a potty mouth, so. It will be very appropriate for this uh, this M-rated episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, like like I like before warning, we've given our audience all the kids should be stepping out of the room or going to sleep uh, once they start listening or watching to this podcast. Excellent. So, all uh, kids get out of the pool. It's time for adult swim. Adult swim. Oh my goodness! So that's quite a throwback. Um, Let's see. So what is an M-rated game? An M-rated game is a game that has earned the M rating from what we call the ESRB. And of course, for those of you who do not know, the the ESRB is the Entertainment Software Rating Board. It is the official organization here in the United States based in New York City that gives ratings to both the video games that that we play and to the commercials about those video games that play on television and on on the radio so they're actually a pretty a pretty far encompassing organization despite the fact that they are kind of small from the documentary that i that that i have um, watched about them if you guys are interested in learning more about the esrb you can check out their website they have this documentary there running for 44 minutes it's a short documentary that describes who the esrb are and what they do and 
this is going to be of particular interest to John. There's also a series of essays about the history of the Entertainment Software Rating Board on their website, written by no other than Blake J. Harris, the same guy who actually wrote Console Wars, the book. So if you guys want to check out the essays about the history of the ESRB, starting from their formation during the days of Mortal Kombat and Night Trap, then that would be the series of essays to check out. If you guys are interested, please check out the, the website esrb.org. So that is our description of, of who the ESRB is. But then again, let's get into M rating. What is M? What is the M rating for mature rated games? Mature rated games, as given by the ESRB, is 17 plus. These are games that are rated that are that should be played by people who are 17 years and above and the content in it is generally suitable for ages 17 and up may contain intense violence uh blood and gore sexual content and or strong language again for the people who uh who might be interested these are the these are the things that once you have the kids see a little bit of it you tend to either cover their eyes or ears when uh when these things happen um while you're watching or playing a particular thing so those are the things that we are we have to we have to be careful of when it comes to the less mature uh members of our family and that's that's perfectly fine because as as elders we have to be careful of the sensibilities of our children growing up uh let's see uh if any, oh, I completely forgot to mention uh, for the for the panelists and for the, for the audience. Let's make sure that this is going to be a generally open discussion. You guys can pipe in whenever you feel like. You can raise your hand. You can talk whenever you feel like. And for the audience, if you guys have any questions, we are going to be entertaining questions in the chat. So um, feel free to talk. We are we are very very happy to have everybody here. Um, very quickly, if I can have Mr. Juan de Marcos uh, say hi to the people in the chats. Hey everyone, um, let's go into the chats. We have uh, Daniel P. Dignadisa of Dandice Gaming. Hello, hello. And he said hello. that Happy National Video Game Day, PRG. Oh yeah, that's true. That just passed yeah. by. There Thank you go. So National Video Happy Game National Day. National Video Game Day, guys. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, July... July. I didn't know there was an actual uh, celebration for. I don't know we're celebrating game. that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, actually, it's the actual. I don't, I don't even know that's a thing. Yeah. Well, every it's, day is a national yeah, something day nowadays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we also have uh, Barona Roika who's in Twitch right now. Hello, good evening, and um, we also have Romel Buencillo of Core Gundam Place. Uh, uh, he said, "Good evening, uh, Time Pass Gamer and PRG. Happy discussion as well. Thank you so much." And Jansen Dane Robles Imperial of Page Name Record. Hello, uh, Jericho Ilagan also says, "Good evening." And then Sir Siebert Silagan of um, Siebert uh, East Retro Games. East Jacob. Retro Games. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we also have one of our. Um, uh, regulars here in Timeless Gamer, uh, Raymond John Orendes of Retro Freak Gaming. Hi, and also, oh, I have a comment here as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we also got, let's see, 
Uh, latecomer Clark21 just for fun also from Pinoy Retro Gaming one of my um, inaanak here on Pinoy Retro Gaming mm-hmm. translation inaanak being godson in Pinoy Godson, Retro Gaming right. we have a little bit of a we have a little bit of a system here where uh, you're the godfather to the newbies who, who come in so you kind of help people out once they get into the organization it's kind of like a good system not just for pinoy retro gaming but for retro gamers in particular we're always welcome to the we're always welcoming to the new people who are coming into our hobby we want to make sure that everybody gets nice and comfortable so that we can have fruit nice and fruitful discussions about retro games all right, all right excellent so uh getting moving on uh we have had a description of what an m-rated game is the question is can should um the M-rated games are restricted to a certain audience. But the question is, just because a, ra- a game is rated M, does it mean it's objectively good or bad right off the bat? I would argue that the rating itself kind of lends itself to a little bit better storytelling in terms of what can be done with a game. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be good right off the bat also some m-rated games are just objectively bad one of the earliest examples that we have is a game called custer's revenge for the uh, <laughs> Atari 2600 dan knows what i'm talking about so yeah <laughs> that that little laugh of his is very <laughs> is very revealing but yeah it, it's it's like one of those it's one of the things that um the M-rated games can be objectively good or bad because of the fact that they can uh, represent reality as how it normally actually is. You mu- you're not sugarcoating a, uh, a game because of the fact that you're trying to hide it for the kids. You can tell it. Uh, you can tell that a game is is really going to be really good or bad based on what it actually shows you. It can be coarse, rough, disgusting because of all the blood, gore, sexual innuendos, and things like that. And um, the experience might be a little bit too much for some people to handle. So that is going to be a little bit of an overview of what you can expect here in our show today with M-rated games. Guys, uh, here in the panel, do you guys have any comments so far about what we talked about regarding M-rated games? Feel free to pipe in. I'd like to just um, add something to the ERSB mm. that use in America. I just brought some games with me just to show you the system that we use here in Europe. Sure. Is- and we want to see the European equivalent, mm. right? So it's actually a cross between two levels. Now here we use something called a PEGI system. Mm. So the PEGI system, you know, otherwise known as a pan-European game information, replaced, and that, that was only something that was set up in 2003. Um, and that replaced the system we had when um, ERSB was, because ERSB came in place in 1994, right? Mm. Um, and we had something called the ELSPA, European Legend Software Publishers Association. That was the rating system we used before. And you can see that on some older PS1 games and, and PS2 games, but they've, they've been replaced with the PEGI system. So I'll show you here very quickly. So there you go, you got, you got the images here. And here I've got um, a, two, a couple of games on my Wii U. Yes, there are immature rated games on the Nintendo system, Dan. You'd be surprised, but yeah. There's, yeah, there's I don't believe it. <laughs> 18 and 16 rated games and it's again ERSB is typically 17 plus okay we know it's mature 17 plus so we have an 18 rated system here and also with Zombie U there's a lot more gore and bad language in this particular game very foul language and it's very gory you know it's on the it's obviously a survival horror game on the level of Resident Evil so that's like the top end of what we could say is mature level okay but we also have like the entry level mature so here we have Batman um, Arkham 
City Armored Edition. That's right, it's mm. 60. And as we know, we've got violence in this game. Um, the language, there, is, there are a few questionable terms in here. The word wanker is used in this year, which is a derogatory term when a penguin calls Batman a wanker and tends to come after him. So there are some, let's say, transgressive language used in here, but there is proper violence in this game. But it's not like proper blood and guts and everything like you see with Zombie U. So there is a difference between 16 and 18 ratings. But we use the Peggy system here. Again, his life is a three rated game and we've got the seven rated game. That also has violence in it, but. Sonic the Hedgehog, like in, in his game, that sort of violence is nothing compared to Smash Bros, which is obviously the next tier of violence. And obviously, you got there's different layers of violence in these video games. Which I've got to be very clear about it: cartoon violence, realistic comic violence, to realistic gore. So there's a whole variety of different different layers of, of maturity here. I want to put out, but yes, I think for what if we're talking about mature game, we are talking about actual violence, whether it causes gore to come out of blood. You know, causing gratuitous violence. There are different layers of that, uh, and and that's what I just want to be very clear about. So here in Europe, we do distinguish between Peggy 16 and Peggy 18. I do believe, from what I've looked at here, 18 is the more gory violence. But back to you, Sir John. All right, Peggy 18. As the as I keep <laughs> hearing in the commercials, that Virage actually makes a very good point on that. There is a very big difference between the violence that you see in cartoon violence and the embraided violence that you will see in video games or in other media nowadays uh, that can be rated uh, by uh, by the ASRB or, the, or Peggy because of the fact that <clears throat> cartoon violence, we kind of equate that with Bugs Bunny style violence, dropping an anvil on a coyote or, you know, um, or somebody or, or the or, or the roadrunner leading the same coyote to a hole in the wall, which turns out to be painted on. <laughs> so things like that, that's cartoon violence. But real violence from games like The Punisher, you know, actual oh. torture scenes, or uh, like in in. All right, we're getting into it already. So Grand Theft Auto, where <laughs> I, I, audience, I am I am taking I am taking the assurance that you guys have led all the all the kids out of the room already. So Grand Theft Auto, all, Grand Theft Auto, where you can pick up a hooker. Have sex with her, uh, have kill her step out of the car, kill her, and take your money back. So <laughs> when I described that to the wife earlier, because she she hasn't she hasn't played Grand Theft Auto yet, she she said, yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> well, my wife hasn't. She plays Kingdom Hearts. She plays. She plays the Sims. You know, things like that. Yeah, I, not actually. That's very true. Joe brings up a good point. We M-rated game players know these things because we have tried all of them. We have explored all the limitations of M-rated games. We want to find out how far we can go with M-rated games. So those who have played Grand Theft Auto, it's a really good way of replenishing your health without spending any money. So, <laughs> But, you know, getting, getting on, getting on. That's what the idea of M-rated games are. You push the limits. You, you can do all the things that you can do normally in real life with le much less consequences than what you normally would get. So, our, for our for our purposes on on this uh, on this discussion, we are going to be having our two or three most favorite M-rated games from any platform. We are not going to be limiting ourselves to a particular platform like the Super NES or the or the Game Gear or things like that. We are going to be encompassing all platforms pc all the way to to whatever whatever calculator that you have in your pocket that might have to happen to have an m rated game i mean it, it can happen who knows so our criterion for today is it has to be m rated 
It can be on any platform. I would say describe the game. It has to be an M-rated game. Describe why it's M-rated. Give us why. Whether it has sexual content, what has coarse language, whether it has blood and gore, describe it. And then try to convince everybody here in the panel why it's worth playing. Or, you know, conversely, if you present a bad game, why it's not worth playing, something that you really don't want anybody to play, even us here. And each panelist, again, two to three games, and uh, highlight why kids should not play these M-rated games. As in you, uh, some of us here in the panel have already, are already fathers or mothers and in the audience as well. This will serve as a good guide as to why these games might be good for you but it's definitely not good for the kids. So that is going to be our criterion for uh, for our discussion for today. How about we begin with our youngest member? I mean, she's already an adult, but she's already played M-rated games. We'll begin with our two to three games from Miss Charlene. Is Honoka 99? I would say my first game that I played here before is Doom. Um, one of the reasons why people should not be playing this game is because of the bloody violence. Plus, first things first, describe what Doom is, Miss Charlene. Doom is actually quite a first-person shooter game. Uh, most likely, basically, is is based on Mars, mm-hmm. I believe, in my end, that mm-hmm. you have to destroy every single creatures, or y- your mission here is to finish the game. That's what I can see here on the stage. But when I played this game, uh, it's actually quite cool though. The graphics, I'm impressed. But technically, I just only played the PS1 game though. Bloody Violence, really good though. Really good. But not actually good for children. Because <laughs> children are not supposed to be playing this game. This is for bad. Yeah, People will might say that... Um, Children, you are not allowed to be playing this game. This is only for adults and mature stuff, something like that. You're absolutely right. It's an incredibly scary game. When Dan yes. first played this game, he had a full head of hair. He lost all his hair. <laughs> 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 no, the oh, thing about Dan was if you played this game, he... Oh no, because there's a few jump scares. Oh, no. Before yes, Dan played this game, that. he had the 80s rocker look, you know, long flowing locks <laughs> and everything when he would toss his head. Oh, Much nice. like Jake like Dan right there. Like Much like that that That's it. That's it. I think, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think, I'll be honest with you, so you're not far wrong actually, Viraj. Um, <laughs> I actually, I, I would say Doom is one of the, the I think it's got the mo- one of the most jump scares in any game. Really. Yeah, I, I would agree with you with Viraj. Fun so, fact. Go ahead, go um, ahead, Miss Charlene. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry, cuz fun fact of this. Yes, you are correct though. This is quite a jump scare. Face it. People will get traumatized when you are playing this game. You will get uh, I don't want to get scared with the children. You might get a heart attack or they get, might get epilepsy, something like that. They might get <laughs> sick in the hospital. I don't want that to happen to my kids. Mm. Uh, let's see. Uh why uh getting into it though why is it m-rated what what about the m-rating that uh that we have miss charlene does it have uh by intense violence blood and gore sexual content and or strong language go ahead sexual doesn't have any Mm -hmm. but bloody violence yes it does Mm -hmm. have that's Mm -hmm. what the only thing that i can see here through this game no It it does have sorry it does have a slight sexual um uh connotation 
with the BFG gun, which is also which is stands for the big fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's meant to be a big cock, basically. It's I meant to be. Yeah, yeah. You got a bit aroused by some of these monsters, then. <laughs> but I would say bloody violence for me. A bunch of monsters will be half naked, like nudity. <laughs> I guess so. There's that. Yeah, that's true. And of course, uh, if I remember correctly, some of these, uh, some of the uh, Doom Marines are basically your resurrected zombies that are coming at you as well. So you're 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 fighting some of your old comrades. So that's definitely something that you 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 wanna uh, for 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 soldiers. That is definitely something that would be traumatic. So yes. let me continue, Miss Shirley. Okay, so this game said actually quite yes, you will transform into a zombie though, but most likely you will get bitten as like alien creatures from Mars. Mm. That's what I can see here my, through my end though. So yeah, <laughs> that's all I can see here in this right. mission. Is it worth playing? Yes. Why is it worth playing? It was definitely worth playing because of the graphics of this game. Plus, you can tell any single every single mission that you can. Uh, there are lots of things that you can get: weapons, armor. Um, something is some a lot like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Health bars, anything, power okay. ups, skills. All right. So uh, as we can see that uh, from the footage that Joe is showing here on the video portion, for those of you on the audio portion, a little short description of Doom. It is a first-person shooter game set in. I think Miss Charlene is correct on that one. Mars, if I remember yes. correctly. Yes. One of the yeah, and uh, a, a space station there has accidentally opened a portal to. Well, oh. technically hell, yes. and you being being a, being one of the space marines is sent over to to come to go over and eliminate all the bad all the d demons that are coming out of that portal. So well, that not, is your role. Hmm? Well, yes. not only that, Tito Joel. Mm. Basically, mm. if you would watch the movie of Doom, your mm. mission here is to save a bunch of people who are get infected. Uh, for those who got infected, you'll mm. have to kill them, of course. Yes. Mm. Well. Yeah, that's the whole point of the mission of this game is just to um, stay out. But in the game, it's actually different. On the movie, you have to save people, but in this game, you have to escape from the aliens. Ah, that's the okay. point. Is that um, the one with the rock? Yes, yes. that yes. Uh, yeah. If you actually watch that movie, I would agree with you, Kuyuan. <laughs> Viraj is showing his expression already. Yeah, I like the film. It's a guilty pleasure, Mark. I still watch the film, okay? Mm. Mostly because of the chicken. I watch it because of the chicken. Rosamund Pike is a great actress. It's not because she's good looking yet. She's actually a very good actress, Rosamund Pike. You deserve Rosamund Pike, yeah. I have to admit, yeah. she's oh, a good actress. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that one. But, oh, but the movie, look, say what you like about the movie. The game, when it came out by id Software, was a prolific release. It was one that first critically came 3D games that mm. people bought on their PC and numerous ports of consoles, mm. some better than others. And um, the, the soundtrack is, is pretty banging on this as well. I know you can't hear it, but it's a banging yes. soundtrack too. So, you know, it, it is a game worth playing because of its relevance in video game history. Because mm. It's probably one of the most pirated video games of all time too. But, um, you know, it was a big deal and it still is a big deal. It's had spawned a number of sequels. And uh, this is obviously the first one, but they're, they're all great games. It's software that had a banger with this and then quite following it and, and going forward. So the first Doom is worth, it's certainly worth giving a go. I mean, let's, you, you bang right, mate. Let's be honest. It, it, it essentially exploded the first person shooter genre, didn't it? Before, before Doom, we had it, but Doom was what suddenly made that genre um, catch fire, really. 
and the violence and gore was a big part of that selling point. So, um, so it's this. I think this is a great example of a game where the M rating and the mature content in it was actually a big benefit for gaming overall. I mean, not to forget Wolfenstein yeah. 3D before this, which was pretty, pretty violent. But this was yeah. the one. This was the yeah, one. Yeah. Like, w- Wolfenstein yeah. that got the ball rolling. But this, this is the. The, this were when suddenly everybody this, this took it into a bigger market, wasn't it? When everybody was suddenly like, "Oh my God, have you played this? This is the this is the game the game to play." Yes, I would agree with you guys because uh, when I see the top rated games from the first person shooter, Doom is one actually one of the best um, bloody violence games uh, when they first released this back on the PS One. I would say I would give that a ten out of ten. Mm. And let's also not forget, Doom is one of the most ported games of all time. Yeah. Every single Agreed. time that every single time that somebody is ha- comes out with a new machine, whether it's a whether it's a new console or a new <laughs> smart smart refrigerator or whatever, <laughs> they try to run Doom on it. It, it, it. It's no joke. Every even the calculator. I posted it on our. Written yeah. chats that somebody came out with a calculator and somebody uh, uh, some one of the first comments is always can you run doom on it so yeah. yeah it is one of the most common comments all right excellent uh good first choice miss charlene and surprising one considering the fact that you are the youngest person on the panel but you know the fact that you have played this is a testament to how good it is how popular it still is and you know uh, how emblematic it is of M-rated games. Let's continue with your next choice of M-rated game. For my second oh, choice, wait, first things first, be... though, Miss Miss Charlene. One moment. We have a question here uh, from the from the chat. Uh, if Dan could be so kind as to read it for us. Yeah, question, guys. Is Parodius Da, uh, which was an arcade game shooter, uh, also available on the Super oh. Nintendo, uh, mm. considered an adult game or mm. just a pun game? Uh, it's up to players' imagination what he or she uh, sees on the screen. I've never heard of that game before. It's not an adult game, it's a child's game. Parodius is parodies yeah. of Parodius. I understand yeah. that there's innuendos and euphemisms with some of the imagery that you see in this shooter, but if you mm. really want but... to go and talk about uh, Can you tell me more about this game, though? Yes, uh, Miss Charlene is inquiring. Describe it, Raj. <laughs> yeah, can you describe it for yeah, me? Because I've actually even, never heard about this game. Part it's, it's right. Do you know Gradius? Do you know Gradius? Yes, I heard of Gradius. No. It's, it's, a, it's a parody. Of, it's a cartoon parody of Gradius. And yeah. uh, included in that parody are some slightly risky... Um, moments, but but not really. You know, you've got a you've got a girl that's laid down. She, she's she's naked underneath a towel, but the towel covers the tits and everything like that. So you, it's, it's perfectly fine, really. But it does have a few risky bits in it like that. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So it's, 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 it's got Twin B and it's got like all of Konami's sort of shooter sort of elements and some of their Konami code. They all go together and they play. Um, it's it's just a bit of fun. But honestly, if you want to look at a, a, an M-rated shooter or a game that should be there's this guy Nuke on the Mega Drive the first yeah. boss like a big giant you know and the the second the other game is called Cho and Niki Cho and Niki I just about to say Cho and Niki we'll talk about some, uh, some filthy shooters or some yeah. questionable shooters Divine Ceiling as well Divine Ceiling yeah. don't forget that's that the, mm. yeah, that's purely an M that's an mm. M-rated game Yeah, mm. I'm surprised you know about that game oh you would know about that wouldn't you Dan but um, we yeah, would we are allowed to cut to we are allowed to mention uh the games the m-rated games nowadays because of the fact that our theme right now is m-rated games of course cho aniki cho aniki is 
like well, the bodybuilder. Yeah, it's I can't think of many games before that that had a, a gay, sure, a gay theme. You know what I mean? It is, it is a pure gay booming room. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, so yeah, you are correct though. This is more uh, for some familiar than gradient. Mm, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Of bits, but yeah, it's 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 a, it's a parody. It's not an it's an on M rated game. For this is Joe Joe just skipping around. Here we are. Um, no, there she is. Shit, mm. man. Yes. Well, I mean, when, when you when you're 13 year old, that's oh. still you, you can still have a little fantasy to over that. I'm sure Joe did. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, Joe will have. Joe gets excited over trees. <laughs> oh, you would say like this. To press himself against that, we know. What? That. Put a skirt on a tree and he's all all over he's it. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh my goodness! Okay, that. well, yeah, that's true. I mean, the thing that it, it for a thirteen-year-old, it is very risque. But yeah. for people who are uh, more our age already, like me, fifty years old, half a century old, it's you know, yeah. it's it's nice little bit of art. All right, uh, continue, Miss Charlene. Your second game uh, on the on the M-rated games list are is GTA. You mm. already guys know Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. The one that I played during my stream, if you guys actually watched my stream back then earlier, was GTA Three. So this is actually the first time that I played this game. This is more like the on Liberty City. If you are familiar with this, Liberty City is like based on New York City. So it's like sexually harassment, something blah blah blah, something like that. You already guys know Mine every single corner. mission, every mm-hmm. single corner is just the same. Weapons, sexual harassment, killing stuff, like that, something like that. Just uh, you just have to do some missions though. Just follow the rules, then there. But I would suggest people are not allowed to be playing this game. This is only for adults only. Because if you would do that, you would get uh, traumatized there. For me, to be honest, I actually played uh, GTA games when I was a kid. That was actually back on the computer shop. <laughs> um, I played GTA Vice City in San Andreas, but my parents actually got mad at me because I did play the games. I'm not supposed to do, but I didn't follow them because <laughs> I still played the game. It was really fun. Bloody violence, though. Like, literally. <laughs> They turned what you into a terror. <laughs> 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 you into a terror you the influence was negative, and now you're with this motley crew of, of savages doing this podcast. Wonderful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that that's the influence like... of it. You know, that's the influence of it. Now you're part of us. And now yeah. you're yeah. <laughs> now that I'm an adult, now I would definitely play a lot of M-rated games. <laughs> no one will make my rule. Oh. Well, you did describe a little bit of why it's M-rated, so. Can you get, go into a little bit more detail as to why it's it's M-rated, Miss Charlene? Does it have uh, sexual content? Does it have um, vulgar language? Does it have intense violence? Things like that? Yes. Yes, uh, Tita Joel. I would agree with you with this. Yes, you are correct though. M-rated. Sexually bloody. Also as well, foul words like fuck, bitch. Like, so, shut up, asshole. Like, something like that. Sorry for my language, everyone. For those oh, no, no, no. We're M- M-rated, M-rated for mature my... today. Yes, go <laughs> yeah, ahead. You would no, agree with that? Yeah, son of a bitch, man. You've been such a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sexual well, harassment. You you're having sex with a person there in the bar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pick up some chicks. 
Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. This is like a different Charlin that we're speaking with. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true, JDM. That is very okay, true. Well, the game does have a lot of vulgar language in there. There is a crime element to it. Drugs. Yeah. Also, everything is there. Everything that you can do yeah. that you can steal cop, cop cars. You can steal police. Kill people in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not, you know, it deals with a lot of dark scenes. Let's be honest, you're, you're a criminal in this game. Mm-hmm. It deserves its M rating, but yeah. there, there are people that, I mean, this is another subject related to the M rating. Mm. Mm, I would agree with that, but in my okay. end, all sorry. Let, let's let's have Viraj finish his point. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. I'm but sorry. Games like Grand Theft Auto had spawned off even dark games by Rockstar. We'll, mm. we'll touch on Manhunt in a bit, but there are people who've been influenced by these games. Very mm. very small minority that have given video games like this a really terrible bad name by saying, "Well, people are negatively influenced by these games and they're committing crimes." And mm. there is something to be said about that, but. In violence in video games, I equate the same to violence in movies, like with Tarantino. You know, people learn about, oh, Tarantino, you have this, this, this in your films. People are inspired by your violence, people are committing violence. Well, it's an art form, like mm-hmm. video games. It's not reality. In fact, I would argue that games like GTA let us take our violence thoughts and take it out and simulate it there rather than the real world. It's catharsis. How it's catharsis, basically. Stealing, yeah. stealing a car and crashing mm-hmm. it and shooting someone instead of shooting someone that you really want to do in real life. For me, yeah. Way to deal with stress, and it's a stress relief for, for Grand Theft Auto. So I do. But my view, I'll, I'll put it out there. I mm-hmm. think there's there's nothing wrong as long as you understand it's fantasy, because that's exactly what this is, and you don't take this your demons with you in the real world. And I think with young people, they are influenced by this stuff. Young people mm-hmm. don't have the maturity to realize that this is fantasy, and that's why these games should be for the mature audience. That's the bottom line. Um, so yes, it is. It does have that in there. But for adults, yeah, for the mature mature people, we have to be mature to understand that. These games for those sort of people, and this is a good choice that you've chosen, Michelle. This is actually the what I would call the new renaissance of mature, of mature video games. Grand Theft Auto Three really did set a benchmark mm-hmm. what games, more, more mature games in the three D world look like. So, good choice, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah, you very well much, Viraj. I think, yeah, I, think but... as well, I think, I think as well. I mean, that, that, some great points there, Viraj. I think uh, if you look at it, what you mentioned with the movie tie-ins. Grand Theft Auto Vice City is essentially Scarface. Mm. You know, it, it has got a lot of other movie influences in there, but it, 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 you know, Scarface is a fucking brutal film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, yeah it's got the Scarface soundtrack in it. It's in the mm. radio station on Grand Theft Three, but they couldn't put it in Vice City. But you had a lot of eighties pop music in there. Actually, mm. introduce people mm. to music. So there are again time, time it's, it's very good to look at historical points of view, and it can introduce a younger audience to older stuff as well. But it, again, you're, you're very right. It does, it does have a nice, uh, it does have a reflection as to popular culture films as well. Yeah, and to draw that, it was inspired by that in this video game. And for those of us who like those sort of films will love this video game. I think I might have seen an article most recently about um, some parents being thankful for uh, Grand Theft Auto's Vice City's introducing children to banger 80s hits. So yes. that's, you know, nice. something about that. So Grand Theft Auto Vice City, uh, JDM would agree with me on this one because he and I are, are, are huge 80s guys when it comes to the music. So Grand Theft Auto Vice City is the game to play if you want to listen. Uh, I've, I've said this to JDM before and he completely agreed with me. The most one of the most perfect moments in Grand Theft Auto Vice City is cruising down the boulevard, sunset in the background, hearing True. broken wings while you're ri- riding your faux uh, Ferrari, if I remember yeah. correctly, or Lamborghini. Then being wow. followed by uh, like a bunch of 
police cops. cars. <laughs> yeah, that's one part. Do not get caught by the cops. Do not get caught. Otherwise, you'll get that's busted. True. So that's, that's your penalty as well. If you um, committed a, a lot of crime in the game, yeah. you'll be um, caught by the police and mm-hmm. you will be stripped of your weapons and maybe some of your uh, money. money. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's true. So one, 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 one of my and being a law-abiding citizen. I mean, I've actually played Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> but let's see if I get from one side of the city without committing a crime to another. Mm. And uh, that was a challenge for me not to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's one of one of my favorite memories in mm. gaming was mm. um, when I first played uh, Vice City, mm. and uh, there's a mission where you have to beat somebody to death with a golf club. Mm-hmm. And the theme tune to that mission is Japanese boy. So not, not uh, sorry, ja- uh, Japanese. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, Japanese. Turning Japanese. Sorry, turning sorry. Japanese. Yeah, mm-hmm. turning Japanese. Japanese. By, by the vapors, turning Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yes. Vapors. And um, so not only are you beating somebody to death with a golf club, um, the, the song um, "Turning Japanese" by the vapors is actually mm-hmm. about masturbation. It's about mm-hmm. being about oh. being, in, being in prison and uh. masturbation. And it's ra- it's also racist mm-hmm. because the yeah. phrase of being Japanese it's taking the piss out of the Japanese, yes. right? And are, are they all white? So so you've got so much adult content in in, mm. in that one in that all all, all rammed in there. Mm. So it's definitely worth it's uh, it's definitely worth its rating. Although Viraj makes a very good point, being an an M rated game and a, uh, an M rated game, you also have the choice to play it completely G, as in yeah, every yeah. E for everybody. You can do. You can do try to get through one end of the map to another without running anybody over, incurring the wrath of the cops, or no red lights. No, Sorry, no red lights for driving mm. by the, the highway code. You know, you stop yeah. at a red light. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I just did it for fun. But I'm being yeah. Yeah, I would agree with you with that. I play just play for fun though. But mm. some people are you are you guys familiar actually with cheat codes there? Because some oh, yeah. people are playing cheat codes. <laughs> <laughs> creating weapons though. <laughs> There's also a part in Vice City that you can play as a good guy because um, yeah. sometimes you see like cops chasing oh, yeah. other <laughs> criminals, right? <laughs> then you try to chase the that culprit and they give you uh, like a bonus of $50. Oh, that's true. I do recall that one. Yes. It, it it's it's although, you know, if you had the misfortune of uh, accidentally shooting the cop while he was running after the bad guy, then you you're the guy who he runs after next. So, which is different <laughs> yeah, which from is good. uh it's different in Vice City because uh, whenever you see like a police car in front of you, then someone uh, like bumped into it. Then mm. they start yeah. uh, doing a car chase. Then that's one part that I like in uh, San Andreas. You can do like uh, like a chuff film, uh, uh, like uh, following those. Do not um, do not Google chase. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do not Google that. Okay. So j- just that. Just wanted to let you guys know. Do not Google that term. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do not. No, please, please do not do that. Because afterwards you'll get caught. <laughs> All right. We just. Uh, oh. Um. We uh, on the chats right now. I am just saying. Personally, saying hi to Matt Bustle. A Bustle plays games. The cheat goes for the best. Hello, Matt. It's great going? to see you. Thanks very much for passing by the podcast. We are very, very happy to have old friends and you coming over to listen to us talk about m-rated games excellent so miss charlene has presented her two 
favorite M-rated games, and we are well, we are very impressed with their choices. Excellent. Hey, All right, now let's move on to our next panelist. I'd like to bring in Viraj on this one. Viraj, I'd wow. like to hear your choices as for M-rated games. Absolutely. We'll start. We'll start in chronological order mm. from the very beginning to, to what we're at now. So um, it's a very good place to start from the very beginning. So okay. For me, I know some power in the comments section made a point about this just moments ago. About mm. let's start with the original M-rated game, you know, or the one that really caused the controversy for ERSB and the video game age rating councils to be formed in the first place. And there are a couple. One was obviously Night Trap on the Sega CD. Which is mm-hmm. strangely given an M. I don't think it deserves an M rating, but anyway, it's Mortal yeah. Kombat. That's the game I'm talking about by Midway. Yeah, Mortal Kombat, Midway arcade game. You see it there playing. Um, oh, goodness me, this game was. Oh, every- hang on, sir. You, you you need to shout it. You need to shout it. I'm not going to shout Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. That's how you do it. <laughs> 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 it's actually on the Sega CD version, actually. You hear that theme tune. So that, mm. that's amazing. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Is it the theme tune, that actual theme tune, yeah, the Mortal Kombat thing, is actually on the Sega CD version, the, the Mortal Kombat game. Okay. Uh, this one had the numerous ports. It was an, obviously an arcade game, and it, it exploded. In fact, it's in the top 50 highest-grossing video game uh, franchises of all time. Uh, mm. it's, it's, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. It's a big deal then. It's a big deal now. Well, um, describe describe what Mortal Kombat is yeah, first. Uh, yes, it's, it's a versus fighter game in mm-hmm. a similar vein that Street Fighter is. And it, back in those days, obviously Street Fighter was the other one, the main mm-hmm. one in the arcade. But this thing uses digitized graphics. Okay, so they actually had real actors, real models. They took pictures of them. And they made them do all the, the fighting poses and the moves um, when they when they were doing it in the video games and making the video games. They all put it together and they had uh, recorded graphics of these yeah, pre-rendered sprites, put them into a pre-rendered sprite that actually made them look real. And um, yeah, you're just fighting, but it's not just any fighting game. With Street Fighter, yeah, you'll take a guy out, but this thing, yes, there's a, there are, there's a strong level of gratuitous violence in the level of gore that's mm. produced. Game. Uh, and it's not just the amount of violence, it's, it's the fatality aspect of the game. And that was the gratuitous part, which is basically you can have one character, and as a fatality move, you can rip someone's head off. Mm. Fatality. Uh, yeah. the, one character can spit acid and make somebody melt, stuff like yeah. this. And uh, you, you, what, you buying these video games for your kids? What's going on? You know, <laughs> no, just, no, do not do that, please. We've got a fatality game on here. What's going on? She doing oh yeah she blows it there look it's gonna blow up in that video there we go so that's uh that's the level of um that, i mean i'm sure it's obviously the graphics get, as the game series went forward to more combat 2 more combat 3 the graphics got better and the detail got better and obviously the fatalities got better you know a lot mm-hmm. more and that's why people bought like wanted to what this game for yeah the violence it made it a lot more fun there's something different nobody ever saw anything like this before in the arcades and at home so mm-hmm. And also, you have an interesting roster of characters, some human. You also have the mythology around it. Okay, we're, we're only one realm. There's Outworld and all these other sort of entities out there that aren't human that you fight as well. Um, robotic individuals, all of them have their own backstory. So it was a game that had a lot of history and lore to it already. There was a, a lot of thickness to it. And that's what sprung off the series and the story. There's obviously the mythologies and the story that people like to follow as well. So mm. it's not a depth to it. And it also had the movies. Let's not forget Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2. Um, 
so, not as violent as the video games, I felt the first two movies were quite tense. The new movie was quite violent, I felt, um, but it, they, are, they were what they were um, at the time. And as a series, it's grown from, you know, I, I played it on the Mega Drive, obviously there was a Super Nintendo version. The Mega Drive version outdid the Super Nintendo version because they kept the blood in. The Super Nintendo version was famously censored. Um, yeah. and, it's, it's, and Nintendo were actually in the Senate saying, well, we've censored our version. Those guys at Sega, you know, you need to have a look at them. That's what they were implying. And I remember watching that video about them saying, we're actually more of a family company. We're so, the other lot. They're the ones that you should be really keeping an eye on. And, you know, in all fairness, I think the question is, would you let your kids play this? That's the question. I mean, it's M-rated for, well, it became M-rated. It was notorious. It wasn't even M-rated when it came out. It's because of this game. They, there was an ERSB-rated system, and it is now an M-rated game. But in my opinion, I played it underage, you know, because everybody talked about this game. Like, I, was in, I was in primary school when this game came out, you know, and so it came along. And, but I, everyone was talking about the game because their older brothers had it, and they played it. They had access to this. Now, the, the violence in this, yes, there were real people with digitalized graphics, and you did see that blood. You know, it's fake blood, it's cartoon blood, it's real. And the concept of it is real. Is it frightening for your young children to have access to this? I mean, we talked about how we have, like, you know, cartoon violence. Mm. Well, the earlier Mortal Kombat game, I'll say, is more akin to that because it does look cartoon, but the graphics were limited at the time. It's not that scary. Yes, I wouldn't let a six-year-old play it, yeah, because they just wouldn't be able to play it, but would I allow a 10 or 11-year-old to play this? Yeah, sure, why not? I don't think it was that big a deal for the time then. I don't think the first three Mortal Kombat games were that big, even that big a deal now. The new Mortal Kombat games, yes, they deserve the hard M rating because not only is the violence a lot more detailed, there's also bad language and whatnot used in these games, you know, with voice acting and, and that aspect being put there. It has gone for that hard M audience. Like Mortal Kombat 11, for example, I think there's a new one that's out now. I haven't played it yet. Well, the new one that's coming out, I haven't, no one's played it yet. But Mortal Kombat 11 did have swearing and it's got the dialogue in there. Mm -hmm. But it, incredibly graphic and is violent and fatalities are very real so mm -hmm. i would say that that game really did shake up the industry because it was the first of its kind being an m-rated game first very violent graphical game but it has continued to have that reputation consistently without every um, incarnation in a sequel be that and then so mm -hmm. It is actually one of the influential forces that began uh, the formation of the ESRB, really, honestly, because of Mortal Kombat, because of its graphic depiction of violence, it uh, it forced uh, the formation of the ESRB because senators started getting into the talk about, is, are video games too violent for children already overall? And the ESRB was formed to self-regulate the industry. The industry was going to be self-regulating itself to choose which games are appropriate for children and which games are appropriate for adults. But first things first, I would like to congratulate Viraj for having earned the honorary title of uh, of um, honorary Filipino because he just got called Kuya on the chat. He oh, says, oh. somebody, Joseph Cirilo Vergara says, Kuya Viraj, who is your favorite character in Mortal Kombat? Mine is Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Legitimate oh. question, Viraj. Uh, you know, mine, mine was always the hero, Liu Kang. Because I like mm. to be the hero in the <laughs> <laughs> the dragon, you know, I like that. Mm. But um, yes, Scorpion I, and Sub-Zero. I would have called that the turkey king, but you know, anyway. <laughs> because it, that's the sound that turkeys make. So that's, you know, Viraj just earned his honorary Filipino badge. And it's 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 a good rundown, actually, uh, Viraj, because of the fact that um, <clears throat> I would say starting up from 10, 
Mortal Kombat 10 had the X-ray vision. Uh, whenever you would, you know, whenever you would get do one of the special moves, you would see people getting people's bones getting crushed, their blood spattering like crazy, and everything. Women growing testicles and getting crushed by themselves, <laughs> even even if it's you know, even it's even if it's biologically impossible. So that's the thing. It, Mortal Kombat has always prided itself on being cutting edge in terms of violence and gore. And that is one of the reasons why it has all consistently earned the M rating for video games. All right. Okay. So, how, yeah. so we got so we got Kuya Viraj. Mm-hmm. How about Kuya, Kuya Dan? Viraj? Kuya Dan. There you Kuya go. Dan. Now Dan has <laughs> earned his honorary Filipino badge too. There yeah. you go, Dan. What's, what, 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 does, what does Kuya mean? Kuya means uh, <laughs> elder brother. Kuya means- Elder brother. Elder brother, yeah. Oh, because we're M rating, it means it means Kung. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then, uh, do you have a favorite Mortal Kombat character? I'd probably say Liu Kang myself. Yeah, oh. I like Mirage. Like, I like this. I like this. <laughs> 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 yeah. The oh, turkey yeah. king's fine. Okay. I, I guess it just goes to show that even if we're talking about adult themes, people still like playing the hero. You know, we like we like still we still. Uh, there's an old saying: we are always the hero in our own stories. There you go. All right, uh, good choice. For a... Blade or Princess Katana, Dan? I'm shocked. You know, like oh yeah, Blade. that's true. <laughs> I just like them. I'll be honest with you. I'm a big Bruce Lee fan. I am. Oh. I'm a big, and and, oh. and he, were all, he were clearly ripped off. Ripped yeah. Bruce Lee, weren't they? So well, that's Fei Long. Fei Long was Street Fighter. Fei Long. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Or think, or was it Law in Tekken? Well, yeah, you have law, law, There you go. There you have it. Um, you know, uh, someone actually said in the comment section, "Am I familiar with the Mortal Kombat lore?" I, I followed the, the histories and lore up to, like with the first trilogy. I did play Deadly Alliance, and I was familiar with that. Mm. And then like a break from Mortal Kombat, I played Mortal Kombat 11 recently. I'm like, wait, I missed out on a whole chunk of history and lore. What's going on there? Yeah, so I'm yeah. familiar with like, all the yeah. backstories. All the people that wanted to conquer everything and all this stuff, so I'm familiar with it. But it's all like a distant memory now because there's so many characters now. It's hard to keep up with these. I things. didn't even know there was a story. <laughs> there is actually a story mode, Cleo One. If you actually played the game of that, you would definitely find out. But the, um, the, the modern games um, also include horror characters now. You've got yeah. you've got Freddy Krueger, you've got Jason yeah. Voorhees, you've got the DC comic character in there. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> you've got a lot. When they're saying it's gone gory, you know, you've got you have, you've got literal, you know, again movie characters, mm-hmm. horror movie characters. Yeah. In, in Warner Brothers. Well, the reason that is because Warner Brothers owns owns has the rights to the Mortal Kombat now, and they can mix their own movie characters like DC comics with. That. So you're going to have a much more richer universe. And another thing I forgot to mention about Mortal Kombat yeah. is made it more violent is when they introduced weapons in Deadly Alliance. Like those characters have weapons now. What is this? Mm. You've got this <clears> enough, <throat> magical powers enough. You have these weapons and stuff. So and there's different fighting styles that were incorporated, and that was a huge evolution for Mortal Kombat and fighting games in general. I'll say Mortal Kombat are the only ones they all have their adaptive fighting styles. So it mixes up the fighting gameplay. But yes. Uh, to conclude with Mortal Kombat, is is an incredibly violent fighting game. No, the new ones today, definitely not for your kids, but if you're paying like one to three the first trilogy, because the digitized graphics are like so primitive now, mm-hmm. um, I'd say if they're 10 years old, you can introduce them to Mortal Kombat. It's not even mm-hmm. All right, that's that's uh, that's a good conclusion to it, uh, and a good choice actually. Mortal Kombat definitely M rating and significant to our topic because of the fact that it is 
uh, it is essential to, for, to the formation of these regulatory boards like the ESRB and the PEGI system. All right, Raj, what is your second choice of M-rated game? Right. So this one is one that, that genuinely is the first video game that I could say, well, there was, I was an infant when I played Shadow of the Beast. We're not talking about Shadow of the Beast. We're talking about Resident Evil. Mm. Oh, okay. like there's no one person favorite. But yeah, Resident Evil is a series. It was actually number two, I would say, that really stands out as something that really did frighten me because there's a creature in there called a liquor. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. You need mm. to say the title first. Well, you need Resident, to say it right. Resident Evil. Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> there you go. That's it. This is going to be a continuing theme, I think. Anyway, um, Resident Evil as a series has from the first first three I'd say first the second game was the one for me in terms of the first three now the second one is if I had to pick one of them that I like from that era maybe four and, and two but two was the main one that really frightened me that's why I'm going to mention that and talk about it but uh, we've probably got I don't know which Resident Evil game we're playing here now but um, I think that's Resident Evil Zero is it but anyway quick description of what Resident Evil is for us it's a survival horror game it's a survival horror game it was the first is the first, I mean, they're probably, I don't know if I'm wrong or right, but I, for me, it's the first mainstream survival horror game. Just there've been others since they're like Parasite Eve and Silent Hill, which I'm sure JDM is going to discuss later on. But um, uh, we, we have um, Resident Evil was the first one that really caught my eye because of the, what's happened is there's a city called Raccoon City, okay? There's a corporation called the Umbrella Corporation. They were doing experiments, okay? Something got out, the T-virus got out, and what this virus, well, obviously the intention was to regenerate human tissue, but it obviously um, wasn't quite what they wanted, and they, they let the virus go out, and basically it woke the undead, okay, because it got into the sewer system. The rats the rats got infected first, and they started biting some of the people, the workers, and then they all got infected, and then they started biting the other people, and before you know it, you got this pandemic of a city now infested with zombies, right? And the road to hell is paid with good intentions. What can I say? <laughs> so, number two, like that, I'll talk about number two because it's about Leon, you know, the main cop, he's a cop, and it starts off, it's like a movie, it's quite cinematic. Obviously, it's blocky graphics, but it's like there's a gun in the glove box. Claire Redfield's in the car with it, and you're, you're starting off, and you're, you're going to go, you're going to, you get, you got your guns, but you don't want to use your guns, and you're like, you literally, the, the noises, and what, what frightened me about this game wasn't necessarily the graphics and the, it's the, how the zombies could lurch at you. And it's mm. also how the, the sound of this game is the audio of this game, the atmosphere of this game. That frightened me as a kid. I couldn't, I, I, it took me a while, it took me a couple of years to come back to that game because it wasn't a game I was comfortable with. And there's a bit in the police station, obviously you've got the dogs. And it's not just zombies, it's other creatures as well. There's one creature, and you see it in the movies as well. This obviously spawned a movie franchise that's gone on for a while. Um, there's this one creature called the Licker that I mentioned earlier. Now, I don't know if you get a video of one of those creatures up there, and it, it is by singly one of the most frightening scenes I, I play in the video. It's a jumpy skit scene. It's a spoiler alert for anyone who's played it, but who hasn't played it, but there's a bit when you're in a police station, you know when you go into those rooms, yeah, the interview rooms, mm. where you can see them, but they can't see you, one of those ones. Mm. You go into that scene where there's just a mirror, and then suddenly, like, without you know it, something smashes through, it's one of these liquor creatures. I was like, what the fuck is this? And they lick you and they, they lash you and all sorts of stuff. And, and you see a little, little video clip of it before you even do that. It's crawling on the ceiling and you see it, a really, very well made CGI video of this thing before you even encounter it. It scared me and the dogs were scared. Everything was scary about this film. I'm sorry, mm. film? I say film, it's a video game, but it's like you're yeah. playing a movie and you felt really, thing with Resident Evil, you play it at night time, all right? Mm. Nice. Like, yeah. And you're a kid. 
Now, back in those days, okay, because this is an embarrassing truth, I hope my dad's not listening, right? This is what I used to do. But my parents want me to go to sleep on time at school, okay? I had a little CRT TV, 14 inch. And I knew that my parents would see if I'm not sleeping because the light would flicker under the door. I took the CRT TV, I put it on my bed, I put the duvet over the CRT <laughs> And I put my headphones in the CRT TV so no audio leaks out. And I'm under the mattress playing this video game on my bed. And it's frightening me because I'm proper close to the screen now. So you can imagine I'm like, how I'm like jumping <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like scared out of my life playing this game and that frightened me. I thought, you know what, this is this game is killing me. And I was and my heart jumped, my heart literally skipped. It's the first game that really gave me that shocking jump. Um and going forward, you got Nemesis and all of them. And the game actually gets much more disturbing with the storyline, if anything. Obviously, Dan and, and the Sega Mega Masters are good. One of, the, one of our mates, Rick, was playing Resident Evil Village. And there's, there's obviously the, the darker side of, of the evil in these games. So the story does continue to get much darker and darker and blacker and blacker. But what I will say is, as a series, it, it, I think it's the king of survival horror king of horror I would say I mean it, I've been saying that I can't really say that because I haven't played every single horror game in the world yeah that's the yeah. one that I think a lot of people will say good lord like you have to have a you have to have a strong stomach to play this game mm. um uh, make no mistake though uh, Resident Evil is not the first survival horror game that honor uh one of the earlier games in this series is Alone in the Dark if anybody's if anybody remembers that one but yeah um Resident Evil put the survival horror genre into the forefront. I would agree with Raj on that one. And I guess the the mature portion, the the, the thing that re, that earns um, Resident Evil the mature rating would probably be the horror aspect, wouldn't you say, Raj? The kind that kids would have nightmares over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I have a question though. Mm, go um, ahead, Miss Michelle. That you mentioned, Alone in the Dark. Can you tell yes. me more about that movie or the game? Oh yeah. That? Alone in the Dark is is an old uh, is it I think it was '90s uh, PC game that featured um, uh, it's it's also a survival horror game. It features uh, I forgot the name of the guy uh, Edward Carnby I think if I remember correctly. He goes to this house uh, and tries to survive the horrors that start jumping at him. It's a lot it's a lot like Resident Evil in the sense that the idea is is a lot of psychological horror instead of of uh, jump scares. I mean, there are lots of jump scares there too, but you feel dread as you go through the mansion and a lot of different very strange angles that got incorporated into Resident Evil as well. The camera point of view has you seeing uh, the main character, and uh, Carnby, going through the mansion and trying to solve all these puzzles for you to be able to uh, figure out what's happening and hopefully be able to get out of the house in one piece. So as you can see in in the footage that uh, Joe is showing right now, it's mm. early '90s. It's um, the character Love is 90s. very very blocky, very um, um, polygon based. And I mean, that, that's so scary. That those mm. graphics scare me. They hurt in my eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that's what scares. Actually, uh, that uh, makes. But a fun fact, Tita Joel. But this mm. game actually is like more like a clue game, puzzle survival. I like it actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true. That's true. Um, it. Uh, I would say that Resident Evil does take a lot from the Alone yeah. in the Dark series, especially as that we can, what we can see in the in the footage right now, like uh, mixing up, uh, mixing up inventory oh. items, seeing seeing zombies pop up at the most unexpected moments. And trying to escape uh, a, a, a horrifying situation that you find yourself in. 
So yeah, Alone in the Dark. Uh, if you guys want to check out the origins of PC survival horror games, that's one of the games to play. Does um, it have a PS1 version? Ah, uh, good question. I'm not quite sure. I don't think it does. It was in. It was mostly on the PC, but it had it does, sequels. It does, it does have a PlayStation version? Really? Okay. Really? PS1 and PS2. I would definitely find that out. I would try downloading that game. PS1, PS2. Yeah. Dang. Okay. I, because I I remember distinctly playing this on PC. If there was a PS1 version, definitely I'd I'd give that a try. And you might want to give it a try too, Miss Charlene. All right. All right. I'll just give it a try. Mm, all right. So Viraj has put forward his two uh, top M-rated games. One was uh, one is a survival horror game, which which uh, which we which we saw earlier, and one is technically survival horror too, because you're trying to survive the horror of trying of of people trying to kill you in Mortal Kombat. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but are uh, you guys are excited for Mortal Kombat One to be released? Oh, that's a good question. I saw that question on the chat. Um, yeah. I think it was Ariel Bianes who said. Speaking of Mortal Kombat, are you guys surprised that they're restarting the story of Mortal Kombat? Yes. Instead of Raiden, Liu Kang mm-hmm. will be the one who will be the leader. Mm-hmm. Be Dan, the I'd, I'd like to hear Dan's opinion on it. Well, yeah. I've got to be honest, I'm not a fan of the series. Mm. Um, I, I, I think it's a, a, a gimmick series. I think I think it worked. This is a, a brilliant episode because we're highlighting just how much the gore and the shock factor carried that series. Mm. To actually play as a versus fighter, um, it weren't very, very good, in my opinion. It were okay, but when you got Street Fighter, King Ooh. of Fighters, and all these, you know, all, all, all the versus games to play, mm. it just didn't play that well. Do you know what I mean? Now, uh, as for the reboot, mm. I think I think I think it, I think okay. it needs I think it needs a reboot because the story is like Virage says it's a bloody mess. Oh, the oh, story and it needs it needs it needs starting from scratch again. I think it's evolved. I don't know if any of you have played the later ones, but it, it actually plays now mm. more like um, an arcade game that was ported to the Super Nintendo called Killer Instinct. Oh, I remember Killer Instinct. Oh, yeah. Killer Instinct, yes. Ah, yeah. Well. Killer Instinct was very combo-based. It's, it, it's very automated. Mm. And the later Mortal Kombat games um, have kind of evolved into that type of game. But again, I'm not that I'm not that into that style of combat. I like, I like tit-for-tat. When I'm playing versus, I like mm. tit-for-tat combat where where it's a, you know where you have to think on your feet and where at any minute you can you can be knocked out whereas the the mortal Kombat and the killer instinct games once you've got a, a combo mastered mm. I'm, you can break out it they are parry moves and bits and bobs yeah. but it's not it's not um it's not as good to me so it's it's, mm. very, it's very it's a series that's very reliant on that um on that gore and shock shock factor so mm. uh, so we'll see what they do with the next one we'll see if they evolve it mate we'll see if they evolve it Right. Anyway. Uh, Joe, who is next on our uh, on our list of presenters? Uh, we can go with Sir Dan. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, third game. I thought oh. we were doing three names. Or we oh yeah. Know. Okay. Fine. Uh, I, <laughs> all right. Well, we'll for Viraj. We'll allow it. Let's do all a right. third game for Viraj. Okay. Are we okay? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. The third game. I wanted to mention. It was actually mentioned in the run up to the show. In the past. Mm. This game is like. A little known game. Dan's gonna like be like, what? Like, he, he hates the N64. But this mm. one game I liked on it was called Conquer's Bad Fur. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have any like you know voice title sequence um, to Joel. So I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> well, describe Conquer's Bad Fur Day then. Well, this is it, right? It's really interesting. This game because 
it is an M-rated game, but you wouldn't think it if you looked at it because it's got cartoony graphics, and this is why it's worth mentioning because it's something that will a lot of people who know know. But I think it might have missed a lot of people's radar. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being naive in thinking that. Yeah, but Conquer. basically, Conquer's Conquer. bad birthday. It's by Rareware. Okay, mm. we made Donkey Kong Country and um, and Killer Instinct, as we just mentioned. Now. And, and I think they did um, obviously GoldenEye, which is Dan's favorite game on Nintendo 64, as we know, mm. and um, <laughs> Perfect Dark as well. Um, and it, it plays, a, you know, you play as Conquer the Squirrel, which is rare, one of Rareware's characters. Mm. And um, he's, he, obviously the adventure that you go on is he's got to go and find his girlfriend because she's been kidnapped or whatever. You've gone on this adventure. Mm. But um, uh, it's actually an incredibly vulgar, foul mouth game with incredibly funny humor in there. Where you have musical renditions with <laughs> with a lot of um, profanity in it as well. There's musical renditions. There's a lot of innuendos in this. There's a Grim Reaper called Greg who hates cats and swears. When you die, you go and meet a Grim Reaper, and mm -hmm. he resurrects you, and he goes, oh, "I hate fucking cats. Hate them more. Hate them more." And then it like, goes on and on. Um, and it's hilarious. It's just a really hilarious. It's like a dark comedy, but mm -hmm. it's got cartoon graphics. So you wouldn't think that a kiddie game like this would have those kinds of that kind of language but it, in all in all it is actually a very very good game for Nintendo 64 the way it controls the fact that the game isn't just a platformer game you have problem solving elements to it and you have these little mini games you have to shoot certain things etc etc so it's 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 a very fun game very creative in the way it's designed lots of innuendos like there's this um I remember there's a scene where you see this daffodil like mm. it's very sexually spoken graphic, it's a very sexual plant, probably the most sexiest plant I've ever seen. <laughs> I want to say it's the sexiest poison ivy, but you can see she's got these green buds, okay? That also, obviously, they're, 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 like, they're meant to resemble what, like, the femininity of it. Yes. And it, it's funny, and there, there are, again, again, it's full of a lot of sexual you know, undertones and humor. It's got a lot of, like, parodies, like, this is a bit where you have to fight what is the alien queen in this to save your girlfriend and obviously he gets on this walker and it's, it's a parody of films it's a parody of popular culture it's a lot of fun so you know there we go fellatio there we go so a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fun it's all, it's all there a lot of tongue and cheek Nintendo they didn't want to publish this THQ published it because it was just too adult for them so it actually had a hefty price tag I think it was £60 back in 1997-98 when it came out that was a lot of money back then Mm. You know, is it? But I have a question. Is it rare? Rareware, yeah. Oh, you know, it like game? the game itself. The game. I think it is quite rare now. Yeah, sadly. I mean, you can get it. You can get it, and if you want to sell the Seven Seas, there's another way you can play it. Oh, but, definitely. Um, yeah. But it, it's um, it, it's a rare game, sadly. Rare, made by Rareware and rare because it's hard to find now. But if you can get it, give it a go, play it, and then if you sell it again, you'll get your money back because it's so collectible. You know. So you, you don't really lose much, and that's, that's his girlfriend, the Grey Squirrel. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I like how the Grey Squirrel has an American accent, because it's an American squirrel, and how Conker's got a sort of British accent, because the Red Squirrel, that's not a squirrel. But it's a lot of fun. But I just want, I just want to throw that in there quickly. It's, it's different, and it's, it's an M-rated game, which is actually good. Would I let my kids play it? No. Um, I, I think it's definitely 18-rated, because the content in there. It's not, you know, it's got a kid's look about it. The language that's used in there it is just not appropriate for kids. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, a hard 18 with the, well, 16, I'd say 16. 16 rated game, I'd say, if we're looking mm. at the, the core rating of it. But yeah, it is a lot of fun and it is actually a very good game. So I just wanted to just end with that particular game, throw that one out there. It's worth talking very, about. 
It's very deceptive. Yeah, you, you see cartoon mm-hmm. graphics. You think you know, ah, the kids are gonna have fun time with this. Compared to mooning him, oh, that's okay. actually good for kids' <laughs> games, though. I don't see it's any M-rated for this one. Well, there's this there's this song that uh, there's a, there's this character called the Big Mighty Poo, and he sings a song. He says, "I am the big great mighty poo. I'm going to throw my shit at you." <laughs> uh, <laughs> no wonder. How about some scatty little twat, and he just starts throwing shit at you, and it's it's, it's a boss in this game. And uh, when you listen to this, you think, "Bloody hell, this is quite quite." Obviously, I was shocked to my because my cousin had this game. Mm. And bought it from his parents didn't know any better, did they? Or maybe he had enough pocket money saved up and he managed to get it somehow. But um, yeah, he got this game and he, when we played it, we just started laughing at it. But I can understand for young children under 10 now, this is not a no no. You know, if you're 16, 15, 16, you could probably get away with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, so I guess they have uh, yeah, intended yeah. to bait the um, parents to buy this game. Because <laughs> if the cover, right? Kids it looks innocent. Buy this because I think oh, it was just a kids' game from looking at it, yeah. but the content is so dark. Like they, mm. they didn't even bother to read the like the Sorry. Peggy. Yeah. Right? Well, Peggy the, wasn't around when this game came out. It was actually the uh, EL uh, rating then, but even it, then, it already got the M rate M rating uh, for the from the ESRB. Um, Let's see. Uh, from Oth Kalimpo, it's funny how on the chat, it's funny how Conquer went from an innocent boy in Diddy Kong racing to that. I'm not quite sure uh, where, which came first, though. I'm I'm not as I'm not as good with the history of of of, of the Donkey Kong's uh, properties, but yeah, um, if that's if that's the if that's the character, if it it's deceptive from the very beginning that you think it's it's a stealth adult game, shall we say? You know, well, you. Well, Diddy Kong Racing did come out in '97. It was an early '97. Release, whereas this hmm. game was a late release for Nintendo in 2001. So ah, I see. Towards the end of the N64's life, and the GameCube was just about to release it. Ah, okay. And of course, for those of you who are looking for it, it is in the rare replay compilation for who have Xbox games, uh, who have Xbox consoles. There you go. Rare replay. That's the name of the compilation. All right, Dan. Uh, on to you. Uh, I know you are the mature master on this one. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to hear your choices about um, what M-rated games are the best for you, the best for you to play, and best introduced to both our panelists and to the audience. Right, no problem. Well, I'm going to go with probably the oldest game that we've had so far, and it's The Immortal. The Immortal, um, yes. Which uh, is a 1990 uh, release, originally for the Apple uh, IIGS, mm. but it got it got ported. It got ported to a lot of systems, including Nintendo, uh, Amiga, and I obviously uh, played and owned the uh, Sega Mega Drive version. Mm-hmm. So this this actually existed before a time when the M ratings and all that were set in place. So this this got. Um, it stood a, a, a fair bit of a, a controversy in by word of mouth and magazines. Basically, this was a game that that your friends said and people at game shops said, "Fucking hell, you 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 got to see something the deaths in this. It's all about the deaths." So, so we'll talk about the actual game first. I mean, it's it's an isometric RPG, okay, uh, and it's basically built around um, puzzle solving, decision making. Uh, you, 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 uh, there's a lot of we don't want to say a lot but there's a fair bit of trial and error involved but it's also a very clever game that if you if you can think ahead and you can follow the clues that that saves you some of the trial and error mm-hmm. okay so it, it gets a bit miscredited but there's a lot of traps and a lot of deaths 
basically that, that are in there and, and uh, the deaths are, are what it's all about when it comes to its its controversy mm-hmm. um the the way that you kill certain um certain enemies or you get killed is is just basically for the time it was very gruesome mm-hmm. and you add you know you 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 blow people's heads off you cut goblins in half mm-hmm. you get eaten alive by spiders um it's it's like I say, it's, it's as graphic as you got for a game at that time, really. Um, the combat itself is like an unusual blend of, of action and turn-based. Um, and it's a very punishing game. It's a very... It's a very um, it, this is Dark Souls. This is a proper Dark Souls game. This ain't Dark Souls. Dark Souls is easy. Don't let anyone tell you any different. Dark Souls is... Um, it, it's not a... It's got a bite to it. But it's got mm. infinite lives, and it's not an odd game. Mm. The immortal will kick your ass ten times as much, yeah. and it, it is that's why because they wanted you to die because they wanted you to see these deaths. And oh and, my and, god, it's coming back! It's coming mm-hmm. back! Yeah, so just, it just 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 cut a guy yeah. in half. Just cut a guy in half. And yep. the, mm-hmm. it's very tame by today's standards. I definitely let kids play it now without without a doubt. Mm. Mm. But the, 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 that's a bit gory, though, mate. You've fallen. The spider's blood coming out your guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've seen worse. They've seen <laughs> worse it's true. It's true. Because <laughs> this is a game we've got to review later on, and I've been playing it. Dan, Dan, and Rick, well, this is Rick's morbid choice, and he's got a very yeah. morbid mind. Rick, I'm playing this game. And there are many, many ways you can die in this game. Yes. Way Heck, thought, he, he can even die going to sleep, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. There's, 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 that's the beauty. That, you know, that's the where, where the game were very, really clever. I mean, it's clever in a lot of ways, really. Mm. But the the um, you don't you don't begrudge dying because it's entertaining yeah. to die mm. in it. Yeah. I mean, where, 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 there's so many ways that. You, when you die, you, you sit back and think, right, well, that's it. But I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch my wizard get torn apart. I'm going to watch these spiders eating. Uh, so it's quite. It's a really entertaining way to do it, really. Mm-hmm. Very true. And of course, uh, for those who are interested in the storyline, it has a nice little twist to it at the very close to the very. Oh end. yeah, I mean, the st- so so as a game, if you're saying mm-hmm. why I play it, I mean, as a game, it's, it's brilliant. It's, mm. it's an M-rated um, episode, so it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, there you go. <laughs> it is. It is a shit up game. It's got a really amazing atmosphere. Mm-hmm. It's got it is Dungeons and Dragons exploratory based. Um, that 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 wonderful nightmare style mm. discovery journey and adventure. It really is. Every every item has got a purpose. Every section is individually crafted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels so rewarding and gratifying when you when you uh, get past every every bit because it's an hard game. You know what I mean? Every time you overcome something, you feel like ah, you know, brilliant. I've, I've I've sussed that out. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It trolls you. It's super clever. I mean, if you look at it now, you have to fight an invisible enemy. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's that yeah. type of stuff that it. it you have to constantly evolve your thought process to beat the game, mm. and if you're into that, if you if you if you want 
you know, something to really get your teeth into. It's it's a fantastic game. It really, really is. All, so, all I would say is, is read the manual before you start playing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. What am I doing here? I had to read the manual to understand the context. <laughs> it's basically Dungeons & Dragons with a very sadistic dungeon master uh, leading you. <laughs> if you've ever played D&D uh, on tabletop, you're you're not you're fighting the, the most sadistic DM that you've ever come across, but you're still having fun with it. You know, you're still having fun. Coming up with new rules. Oh yeah, <laughs> always coming up with new rules. My goodness, I know the feeling. <laughs> all, right, all right, good choice. Uh, really? But I have a question, Dan. What this version is, is that? Mega Drive one. Mega Drive. The best Mega one. Drive? Best one, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it. Yeah. I should probably put this in my back. There, there have been many ports to it, though, too. If I remember correctly, yes. Dan, right? It was on PC and... Uh, Amiga. Yeah. Um, Nintendo Entertainment mm. System. Yes. Um, but but I, will, I, I have played most of those. Mm. And uh, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll say that the Mega Drive version is, is the best because there's quite a few... Deaths, especially pit trap deaths. Mm. You've got you've mm. got to be you've got to keep your eye on what you're doing, and 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 the versions like the Nintendo one, you can't quite see it clearly. Yeah. So uh, if you're playing, play Mega Drive definitely. There you go. So uh, that's Dan's choice, and of course, uh, would uh, he also already mentioned that he would allow children to play this because of how creatively brutal. It is, I guess, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's cartoony, to be honest. It's cartoony. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it, it leans more. What you talked about earlier, it leans more into that Tom and Jerry. Mm. Even though it's even though it's dark fantasy, grounded, uh, grounded mm. in reality. Yes. It's, the yeah. actual deaths are so over the top. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't. Have you ever? Seen, you, you must have all seen Scanners. You've all seen Scanners with guys. Oh, Scanners. Yeah. 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 So that's literally one of the deaths. You smash a goblin on Ed we we are ones, his head explodes, and it's so comical mm-hmm. that it, it it you know it, it stands out. So uh, so yeah, I'd like kids to play it. by today's standard. This is tame, but it's, oh, it's yeah. a really great game. So definitely definitely give it a try. Excellent choice for the first game. Uh, what's your second game, Dan, for the M-rated mature games? Right, my my second game is The Witcher Two. Mm. Okay. Okay. Describe um, The Witcher Two. What yeah. is it all about? It's a 2011 uh, PC and Xbox game. Uh, it's an action RPG, but it's got a very story-driven focus. Um, it's got a lot of choice and consequence, which is, is is a big deal for it. And to, to actually get the full story, you've, you've got to finish the game twice. If you only play through it once, you're only getting half the story. And mm. um, to actually get the full story and all the angles on the story, you need to play through it four times. So it's a very, very replayable game, uh, and it's got it, it's basically it got its M ratings because it's it's games of Thro- it's games of thrones. It's 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 got um, it's got all the games of thrones uh, adult tropes. So a lot of swearing, uh, frequent blood, and and death. There's a nice bit of sex in it. There's a fantastic sex scene in it. A really, really. <laughs> what? Is that yeah, the bar? Is that the steam room scene? Take a note. Is that the, is that that the, the the infamous uh steam room scene with Yennefer and, and Geralt? Is that what we're talking? No, this is this is so Triss. This is a bath a bath scene with Triss, and oh. she, she's oh I mean I like I mean if I could my my wife's a redhead and she's she's got like a, a character that's very much like Triss. So if I, if I could, if I could shag a, a computer game character, <laughs> it would be 
it would be Trish Merrigold. And, and oh. this this sex scene, basically Geralt bends her over and oh. gives, her, gives her a nice scene. And and it's the it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a yeah, really good one. baby, yeah. But, it'll, but, but sorry. Uh, no, no, I was gonna say, but how is that actually a sexual harassment for this game? I mean, it's a mature theme, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's. Sometimes it, it, it has to be harassment. It's not so much harassment as it is sexual content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, yeah. Her, it, just, it just gives her a good scene to in a, in a oh. <laughs> yeah. so, not a rape scene or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but I, it, was say, I would shock myself. The game talk. The game talks about rape, and it talks, mm. it talks about all kinds. Of, it's got it's got uh, substance abuse in. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's got it's got all, all, all that type of stuff in. So yes. it's it's even got so it's even got um, this one dream scene where where a girl dreams about a dwarf having sex with her, and during the dream scene, she turns around to to the dwarf and says, "Why, why don't you go and fetch your friends? It'll be lovely." So basically, you got you, get, you also have a, a, a fantasy dwarf gangbang suggested. Oh, they, they, they don't they don't actually go into it, but it's suggested. So you yes. can regret for you, Dan, because you wanted to see that, didn't you? Uh, <laughs> oh, I look for cheat codes. Where how do I, 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 I try, try putting all codes in? Where where is this dwarf gangbang? Oh, my goodness, cheat, okay. Cheat codes. Oh my god, mate. So you've delved into what makes it M-rated. The question is, what makes it good? What it's makes a, it? Yeah, it's, it's it's a fucking brilliant game. It mm. is. It is. It's one of the best. It's one of the best games ever made. It's what is. Okay. It is a. Um, it's got it's got clunky combat, so that mm. might put you off. And it's got a rough start when you when you first play it. It's a bit disjointed, so you can be forgiven for you. You have to spend a good five ten hours getting into it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But the, the story is fantastic. All the all the sex, the violence, and all that makes for a good story. It, it's not just in there for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. It gives the it gives the game an emotional content of the game a lot of weight, mm-hmm. which is really good. But what what really makes this game stand out is the choice and consequence. You you play this and basically there's a point in the in around a third in a, a third of the way into the game that you make a choice and it totally changes the game you, mm. you play through a totally different level you uh, are, with, uh, are with totally different characters you see a totally different angle the good the, the good guys or the bad guys that you face are on different sides of the fence depending on what side of the story that you're on and mm. um, so it, ma- it makes for a really really good game it's got a brilliant balance it's a real it's got a real accessible but still engaging normal difficulty but on the hardest difficulty it's it's really enjoyable it's not too punishing but it it does challenge you uh, and it's got it's just it's got, it's got great character builds it um it's, it's just a fantastic game this this for me it amazes me how the witcher 3 gets the plaudits and this doesn't because for me this is better paced better written better presented a, a fucking inc- incredible game. So uh, I highly, highly, highly recommended this one. Excellent. And of course, you've already touched on 
why the game should not be played by children. It's the sexual content. It's the yeah. it's the uh, well, the violence will still get to the kids because kids have a little bit of sensitivity when it comes to those kinds of things. I would highly recommend that if you are going to allow a child to at least see, to even see a little bit of the footage, it might scar them. So be careful with this kind of content <clears throat> for children. This is, this is to, to me. This is a good a good young adults game. Mm. Whereas I'd actually say that if you're in your mid to late teens, so between, you know around around 15, 16 that age, mm. this this is a good way of introducing uh, uh, kids to that more mature content because the mature content in there has a purpose. It's not it's not there for shocks. Mm. You know I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm sure the devs thought we'll put some shocks in there and, and get and get some um, extra extra you know mileage out of it. But, but you, you know, you see a, a king get his throat slit um, because it's part of the plot. It's called the Assassins of Kings. Yes. So it's not just yeah. put in there for the sake of it. Do you know what mm. I mean? It, 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 it is. It's essential to the yeah. plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's that's also one of the reasons why I believe M-rated games are really good for storytelling. You can get to do the things that that you don't normally do with <clears throat> with G-rated or E-rated or T-rated games. And it does have a, it does have an impact on the game, and it does follow the importance of the storyline, shall we say? All right, good, good choices, Dan. Um, do you have a third one? Just, just on. on, on yeah, I, I don't. But I'm gonna throw. I'm just gonna throw out the night trap. <laughs> night trap. <laughs> <Not quite. laughs> girls shouldn't shouldn't be M rated. Mm. Lots of lots of lots of pretty girls running around with hardly any clothes on. Great game. Ooh, spicy joke. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's so bad. I can't even see the pretty girls. Some blocky graphics. What is this stuff? You know, it's, it's got that. It's got that nineties porn feel to it. You know, when you were. You were I, I don't know. I didn't watch porn in the nineties, so you told me. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Oh. I it a little bit more. Come on. <laughs> If there on, is a guys. game for the Sega Mega CD that should have a remake or a remaster mm. should be Night Trap. Definitely. <laughs> oh! A topless remake. <laughs> if, they could, if they would create one, of course. If they mm. Then they will one. make the you, super... Are you offering Charlene? Is that what you, are you offering? <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if they actually created one, I would definitely play that game. Oh my word. Actually, got your woman out to foul. Since, oh. since, uh, since you did mention Sorry. Five Nights at Freddy's, Miss Charlene, it actually does kind of feel a, a little bit of the spirit of Five, Night, Five Nights at Freddy's, where you're basically yes. looking at cameras and coordinating yes. how things happen on a per screen basis. So it's technically a spiritual uh, ancestor of Five yeah. Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Yes. Basically, Night Trap without the girls. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Josh said it perfectly. Night Trap without the girls. And, you know, I. I guess the interesting bits, bits being the operative word. Okay. Place <laughs> the same, but without the girls. Mm, yeah. Without so the there. Good choice. Good choices, Dad. I, I'd say those are excellent choices and also justifies as to why the M rating was put in place in the first place. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move on. Let's mm. do GDM. All right. So. For me, I only have two. I revised it. I have a third one, but I'll discuss it later. So first, uh, 
my first choice for the M-rated game that I have played, it's going to be Silent Hill 2. Mm. Or the PS2. Mm-hmm. Excellent Cute. choice. Excellent so, choice you did. Um, Describe it, JDM. Alright, so in contrast to Virage Resident Evil, um, Silent Hill, uh, generally Silent Hill, it's more of a psychological horror than the survival horror. That yes. There's an element of um, survival horror as well, but it's more on the like uh, psychological, um, like the mental um, elements that could be in, uh, integrated with the horror genre. So for Silent Hill 2, you play as James Sunderland, who came into Silent Hill because he received, uh, suspiciously, he received a letter from his dead wife from years ago. Like, I believe he mentioned three or five years ago. And in the letter, he's, uh, she wrote that she, he should visit Silent Hill. Um, the lakeside motel where they used to um, go to when his wife was still around mm-hmm. and uh, his wife died of a unknown illness it was terminal and she died a few years ago after, uh, before this game so he went to Silent Hill to look for um, the lakeside motel. Mm-hmm. Then he started encountering these um, unusual creatures, which uh, are like this one. It's called the. Um, uh, mm, I forgot its name. It looks like a uh, the straight jacket uh, monster. Mm-hmm. This one. Okay. And the the thing with Silent Hill in general, whenever you encounter enemies. Mm-hmm. They represent something, eh, like in the the, the character. Mm-hmm. It's like um, like it's a personification of their um, fears, their like their um, like alter egos. For so it represents their fears and their like their subconscious so okay. this one is um the straight jacket like embodies the restricted um like his uh inhibitions that he would like to uh overcome like to overcome right mm-hmm. so there's this boss in the game uh like a monster that always follows him around which they call the pyramid head. It's like oh, yeah. the iconic. Uh, yeah, this one. This guy who has yes. this giant. He has this enormous um, butcher's Pyr- butcher's pyramid knife. Head. Pyramid head. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of creepy. So I don't know if this is a spoiler. However, it um, pyramid head like the personification of his um, guilt that he thinks that he's um, the the culprit 
or like he he's um I'll call this um he's like the reason why his um wife died mm-hmm. or something like that because I don't know if it's going to be spoilers but he found out when he um went to the room where they stayed in uh, Silent Hill in the Lakeside Motel he found out a videotape in there and it showed that he was the one who killed his wife mm-hmm. because back when um back when his wife was terminally ill uh, terminally ill um her name uh, her name was maria and because of his uh, because of her illness she was like a dif- he she became a different person from a loving wife she became like irritated mm-hmm. she get, he gets annoyed maybe be- because of uh, the illness she shows james around i don't want to see you you go on ahead then sometimes she also cries she begs that um she would like to live longer and mm-hmm. uh, but there was uh like in james the protagonist she ha- uh, he has this like uh he had this like uh, thoughts of of killing his wife because of that because he was uh, being like resented by his wife and that's the time when he decided to smother his wife with a pillow and and along the yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, um, thoughts about it. Don't worry about love. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit of the, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of a disclaimer to both the uh, video audience and to our audio audience. For those of you who are going to be squealing, spoiler alert! I am hereby invoking the statute of limitations for this episode. If you haven't been spoiled already by the storylines that we're talking about here already, you have to actually start asking yourself what rock you've been living under. Either that, or you're too young for this for this podcast. So it's it's for this ep- podcast episode. So why are you even here? But still, the important thing is uh, all of these plot points that we're discussing right now have already been out for close to decades already. So um, you should not be surprised that spoilers abound. Anyway, continue, JDM. All right. So along the way, um, he meets these other person, uh, other characters uh, like um, this um, guy called Eddie. Eddie mm. Brokowski. I don't remember his last name. He also went to Silent Hill in a killing spree, but it wasn't um, established at first. You just discover it because um, at one part of the game, he becomes one of the um, enemies that you will uh, try to defeat. And then there's also this poor girl uh, named Angela. Was who was abused by his father when she was a kid. 
So like it messed it messed her up. She also came to Silent Hill. And then there's also this um, woman named uh, Mary, the one James is talking uh, with uh, in the COVID. Mm. Yes. So Mary embodies like the earthly desires that James wanted when his wife was uh, ill because she didn't have she didn't get laid she haven't got laid since the his wife was um in illness mm-hmm. so he was like man i need to get some but apparently he can't because mm-hmm. <laughs> uh the the situation then uh mary is like is the fantasy that he mm. had when her her Uh, when his wife was ill. Mm. So I'm going to have to say JDM. I mean, of all the, the games that we've discussed so far, this one seems to be the most mature in terms of uh in terms of psychological impact. If you were mm. if you were looking for one of the games that would hit you, this mm. game seems like the the game that you're looking that you're you'd be playing if you're talking about personal traumas and the monsters mm. that you deal by yourself. And there and you go. Raj is not, actually showing Silent nice. Hill. Which one is this one? The film, right? Yes, that's the film. And there you go. That's it. The films. There and you, you also go. have Revelation. Nice. Revelation. There I you mean, go. I remember Very reading nice. the making of the documentary. Christoph Gans, who directed this film. Mm. Are they still making Silent Hill movies or not anymore? I think I think the second one killed the franchise. Mm. But I think. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, Christoph Gans, who made um, the first, you know, this this film. Mm. I mean, he was so inspired by the video game, okay? Mm. And the first Silent I think out of all the video game movies of that era, this is probably the best one. I love the first Silent Hill film because it captured the atmosphere of that video game. And when mm. he was playing this video game, he was familiar with the video game, he thought, no, this, this is a movie. And he made the movie based mm. on, and used the cinematography. It had such a rich, deep, sad storyline. Uh, like you said, trauma, lots of psychological aspects of it. A lot of like the mist, you know. Obviously, there's, there's all that, and you have to hide from the, from the monsters when then that happens. That was really interesting. Obviously, there's a second film. Um, mm. I, I saw this in the cinema. I liked it. It's not mm. even the first film. I know that I accept it. But it's still got some really good imagery in it, which I find interesting. It's got Malcolm McDowell in it. Funnily enough, he plays a very creepy role. But um. Mm. Other than that, I, you know, obviously, I don't think they made any more films after these two. It's got Kit Harrington of Game of Thrones fame, mm. um, but look, it's they, they were very, very good films. I mean, inspired film. I mean, his Resident Evil a lot of trilogy and, <laughs> again, it inspired for, for them to make films on these video games because the source material was so good, so rich, and they could they could get a story out of it. And the first Silent Hill film, I think, out of all the survival horror films I've seen, that's the best one. Yeah, mm-hmm. survival horror film. The first Silent Hill film, very good, and it's because of the atmosphere that that. We don't think of Silent Hill. It is an eerie atmosphere playing that game. It's mm-hmm. not a scary survival horror film. You have to be patient with it. Well, let me ask you directly to the point, uh, JDM. Would something like this? I, I personally, I'm not quite sure that I would have a child deals with a lot of really heavy stuff it yeah. deals with a lot of you know the seriously seriously mature themes would you jdm have some have a, have young people 
play something like this? At what age do you remember playing this JDM? I played this first um, in 2008. Mm-hmm. But I played the first game back when I was a kid, uh, around 10, mm-hmm. 10 yeah. 11 years old. Okay. So I didn't I didn't really understand the story at first because it's too mature it's too if you were a kid you don't know what uh, um, psychological trauma is mm-hmm. if you had a great childhood yeah um, but unfortunately um, in reality not all of us like have a great had a great childhood some of them mm. abused perhaps they will understand but for us I I I recommend kids playing it, but I don't think they will understand mm, um, okay. the Good what's point. happening. Unlike Resident Evil, because it's being explained why mm. they get the virus and something like this uh, is more is. of um, um, like the mental. Um, it's like the uh, psych part um, mm. the story that's. Um, hard to explain yeah that's a that's a pretty good point jdm the fact that the kids can play it the kids might be able to enjoy it for the stealth and action portions of it mm-hmm. but they will not be able to derive the deeper meaning of yeah. each each scene mm-hmm. as they go through it so i it would definitely still fall under the mature uh audiences portion when, it's when, quite a disturbing uh, game put that out there mm-hmm. as well <laughs> you're about to say jdm Remember in the first game they have like um, like a disclaimer that this uh, this game is like there are disturbing occurrences mm. something like that. Yes. And back then I didn't know that these monsters have like they have this um, like personification of the the characters of subconscious. Okay. Uh, for all I know, it was just those flying bird monsters, or these <laughs> um, kids trying trying to stab you with a knife. And interestingly, in the first game, uh, there were sir, some differences in the um, North American version and the uh, PAL version because mm. in the North American version, the have in the school they have this like uh midgets that carries this mm. knife yes they they censored that so in europe they uh substituted uh like a furry correct um this fur coated uh, monsters with mm. long claws so mm-hmm. they like censored it <laughs> well, I have to admit, it's again, it's it's. Well, I, I guess if you were to ask me, <clears throat> what is the basic difference? One of the ma- one, of, one of the basic differences between uh, Resident Evil and Silent Hill. Number one, that uh, Silent Hill is very psychological, as Raymond Orendes says in the chats. Psychological game, uh, Silent Hill 2, and Resident Evil is a horror game, horror, uh, <clears throat> horror jump scare game. Uh, another thing is that. Uh, Resident Evil is scary. Uh, Silent Hill is creepy. I guess that's. Mm-hmm. I guess that's 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 uh, disturbing. Of it. 
Yeah, yeah I would. For me, in Silent Hill, I would say mm. yeah, it is pretty scarish. I a little bit of jump scares when I was a kid though, mm. and despite the fact of the platform, the game. Uh, monsters like that. You are not actually on your world anymore. You're on a different world. Yeah. Mm. Since that you are already dead. Absolutely. People that say that you're still alive, that you are already dead now. Yeah. Well, that's a really good point, actually. That's a really good point. The fact that in Resident Evil, you're still firmly grounded in on Earth. In Silent yeah. Hill, there's there's questions as to whether or not you're still sane or you know you're still actually doing doing well here on on earth first things first though let's get back to uh let, let me just say hi to the people in the chats uh retro gaming times uh says hashtag rgt kuya kuya den raid and dave scott says hashtag rgt raid retro gaming times raid thank you very much guys thank for you the for raid. the raiders welcome, raiders. welcome to the podcast we are doing m-rated games so get the kids to sleep while you listen and watch to our descriptions of m-rated games and of course uh kurt labrada says disturbing for me yeah it's it's silent hill is a very disturbing series overall and um kurt labrada also says has put out a few games that he thinks might be worthy of discussion which are m-rated as well dante's inferno dead or alive dead space god of war onichan bara house house party i think i remember <laughs> that one <laughs> well the thing uh, is by the way um hi mm. to kurt uh he's my friend from work before oh, he's my co worker before and he's also here from Cebu. excellent and of course there's also anthony limbao on on the chats hello po. all right that's Good choice, uh, JDM. Honestly, if you ask me, uh, of all the games that have been put forward so far, this is yeah. one of the most disturbing ones. Silent Hill 2. All right, oh. so you, uh, uh, Viraj, you were about to say something. Oh, I was just going to say Resident Evil is, is a better game, but anyway, go on. Mm, okay, Resident <laughs> Evil might be a better game. <laughs> oh my game. god! Yeah. But I actually well. agree with that because this the feud continues. Silent Hill is technically dead by now, but they're trying mm. to um do a new like they mm. trying to reboot the game and ah. there's a the remake is coming mm-hmm. i think it has next to be year. there has a level of fatigue with both the resident evil franchise and the silent hill mm-hmm. franchise which is if you're going to continue with this make sure the story is good and it mm-hmm. is storytelling that's what mm-hmm. gives you the atmosphere and the gameplay and getting all those elements right is very difficult to make a really good game so yeah. i'd rather than take their time with a sequel or a continuation of this rather than pump it out and rush it out because that's what they did with Resident Evil 5 and that we all know how that went down anyway. Mm. All right, uh, GDM, <clears throat> that was your first game. What is your second M-rated game? Let's all hear right, it out. So let's, from the serious stuff, let's go with a much more jolly stuff. <laughs> <So>, jolly <laughs> jolly. It's going to be um, Saints Row the Third. Nice. Uh, this yeah. is... Um, like Grand Theft Auto, uh, you have this game called Saints Row. Mm. It's this sandbox game that you have. It's like a GTA clone from Volition and um, from Volition, uh, the one who made one of my uh, favorite games, mm. Descent Free Space and Free Space Two. For mm. the yes, Descent Free that. Space, awesome series. Okay. And he, here on um, Saints Row the Third, you play as the boss mm-hmm. because uh, the reason why uh, he or she was um, called the boss is because you can customize whether you will play as 
a male or a female. Mm-hmm. So for um, if you play as male, you you have uh, you can select voices from Troy Baker and Steve Blum. Mm. And then for the female, I'm not sure mm-hmm. really. Uh, you also have this different uh, three different female characters that you can choose from. Okay. So as the boss, you're the leader of a gang called the Saints. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from the previous game, Saints Row 2, um, you started as a like like gang, uh, like a lowly gang. Mm-hmm. Then you race to the top. You got um, you even have endorsements. You have commercials. You have um, uh, movie contracts. So they mm. became like celebrities and a gang at the same time. <laughs> so they were trying to film like a heist um, movie in the third game at the beginning of the third game, mm-hmm. uh, where you got introduced to the uh, main protagonist. Mm-hmm. Then suddenly something went awry and you got uh, arrested mm-hmm. and you got incarcerated for about uh, five years mm-hmm. I guess then when you got back from the prison there were other gangs that were already running the city around so they co- they are called the syndicate then they have they're like a, a triad mm-hmm. who are now um Running Steelport. The name, uh, the the place is called Steel uh, Steelport. It's like um, Chicago or something. Mm. Mm. So there are now three gangs that are um, running the city. So you have the um, the Yakuza's. You have the um, the Luchadors, and I forgot the third one. Mm. Um, even um, one of the luchadors here is voiced by the legendary Hulk Hogan, and there's also uh, in the syndicate. This, this like actually there were four gangs because you have the syndicate like there. It's the like the higher ups. Then you have the three gangs also running the city. There's like uh, there was power power struggle. Uh, already the, happened when you. If I can interrupt you for a moment, JDM. For those of you who are watching the video portion of our podcast right now, it shows why uh, Saints Row the Third and this entire Saints Row series has been rated M for mature. The Saints Row series has always prided itself in comedic violence, but violence is yeah. lots of tons of violence. We're talking about violent acts. Um, <clears throat> crazy, crazy stunts and things like that, uh, and, and it's it's much more graphic than what you normally see in in Grand Theft Auto. People tend to compare Grand Theft Auto and Saints Row. Me personally, if you ask me, I have a lot more fun with the Saints Row series because of all the crazy things that you can do with it, and it's it's extremely graphic when when it comes to its sexuality as well. Um, one portion of of Saints Row the Third has you wielding a gigantic Wait, we're already on mature mode, right? A gigantic dildo so that you can whack pedestrians. <laughs> as, uh, a going dildo, movie. really? Uh, yes, exactly. We're talking like, like graphic. I mean, we're 
you're, you'd be hard pressed to explain to a child who accidentally comes into the room and sees you playing this game. You'd be hard pressed to explain what you're doing, running around wielding a giant dildo, whacking people over the head with it. So back to you, JDM. <laughs> so what you don't see in GTA, you see in Saints Row. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's why I like this game. Mm-hmm. A little more than GTA actually. The things and, you wished you could do in GTA, yeah. you can actually do in 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 yeah. Metro. Yeah, yes. that's it. That's yeah. it. Mm. And so, uh, right. So you have these giant uh, dildos on a bat. You also <laughs> have this. You can actually um, go full frontal in this game. Yeah. By mm-hmm. you can. There's a shop. That offers you free uh, modification, body modifications, so mm. you can um, increase the bulge in your pants or mm. like that. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It's really a wacky game. Uh-huh. I remember when, when, when the first in the series came out. So mm. I was working in, in the game for, back in 2006. The first one came out. Yes. The second one came out two years later. I remember hearing like how there was a certain porn star that was uh, included in the game, and they let her voice. She lent her voice, and she was in the same okay. Thought, that was like the most notorious thing about it. I thought, oh, video games really going in that direction. That's the first I heard about adult entertainers being voice actors in video games, and I thought that's really interesting. And um, it, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that the third game is just as. This is the first I've seen of the third game. The first two I'm aware of the third game. I thought they made a the third one, so it's mm. the third. Okay, well, this game's really popular if they're making the third one. And mm-hmm. the fact that I can see it actually looks graphically appealing. Oh, yeah. Game, mm-hmm. But yeah, the violence in this is um, outrageous. If we're, if we're talking about violence, uh, Saints Row, if Grand Theft Auto cranks it up to 11, Saints Row cranks it up to 25. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, you pl- have you played the fourth one, JDM? I've played the fourth one, but it's like a re. Mm. How they do a retread? The 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 game is still in steel port, but it's mm. like the Matrix version of the yeah. third game. It was like like a replica of the first one. That's it's true. Not that's true. The, it's not the real city. It's just mm. a recreation of the uh, they like they replicated the third game. Uh, still mm. the uh, premise of the third game uh, because in the fourth game. The boss is now the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where Dan was going with that question. I think I know where Dan was going with that question because of the fact that, um, spoiler alert for the for the audience, in Saints Row 4, the Earth gets annihilated, and uh, the the Saints have to go around in a virtual steel port because of the fact that the the, the, the main villain had to recreate it. To keep the Third Street Saints contained, and the nice thing about Saints Row 4 is that you get to acquire in the virtual world all the things that you cannot in a real world, like superpowers, uh, all the amazing things that you can do in in uh, in a virtual world you can do. <clears throat> and tell me, uh, tell the audience, I, I, I'm lifting the statute of limitations. Then tell us about uh, the uh, tell us about the ending song. Uh, the ending sequence. If 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 you reach that far already, well, it's, it, I mean, it's um, from what I can remember. You you get. It's been a long time since I played it. 
you mm. go back, you, you you get your reality back, don't you? Mm. But I, ca- I can't I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember how it actually finishes. I remember well, I remember you 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 come out of um, the virtual. You know, you, you get out of the virtual world. You mm. get you get yeah. Earth back. Yes. I can't remember much else about well, it. Well, I'll I'll spoil it for everybody. You get to kick uh you get to kick the bad guys uh ass to the tune of The Touch by Stan Bush from Transformers the movie. Cool. So there cool. you go. <laughs> cool. Yeah, a little cool. call back to one of our previous episodes of the Transformers, Transformers and everything. So if you guys are if you guys are interested, Transformers. Saints Row 3 and Saints Row 4 amazing games. What yes, Dan, thinking, we're about to say. What I was thinking about with Saints Row 4, mm, I don't yes. know, I don't know if Joe can get a clip. Mm. But, but Saints Row 4 has romances in it. Oh, yes, that's true. I forgot about that one. Yes. Mm. And the romances are very explicit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it is, it is, um, it's, yeah, I think, I think, I think there's one, there's one where you, you just go up to Kinsey and say, mm. you want to just have some, some rough sex? Yes. And she smacks your aunt's face and says, come on, let's fucking go. Yeah. You know what I mean? exactly. and it's, oh. And, it's got that. It's got that type of um, mm-hmm. uh, edge, edge to it, without a yes. doubt. Very true. Very true. Don't see that in GTA as well. Oh no, no, no! In GTA, you have to hack it. Take it back a bit, Joe. Take it. You just gone past it there, mate. Yeah. Take it. Go back a bit. Go by. Shit, man! You need the volume. You need the volume on it. There you go. No, no. Well, that's basically it. It, it, it does show. It does show that that moment before they get it on. You shag, right. you shag, you shag this robot. I think she, I think the robot goes down on her. Here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait a second. There we go. There I'm you go. Okay. There <laughs> you go. Oh my goodness! Is but isn't this a little bit awkward no. for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there you go. It's pretty tame. It's all suggestive. It's suggestive stuff. It's not. It's not oh, graphic. Right. It's so awkward for me. You know? A girl, a girl. Although, yeah, like I said, the the thing that earns uh, Saints Row uh, its its M rating is the violence. It's the sexual content. Again, whatever Grand Theft Auto had, yeah, Saints Row ramps it up immensely, and you're just really, you're just really left scratching your head for a moment, saying. They really allowed this in a video game. <laughs> All right, JDM. I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm, we're. I know JDM has another game, uh, but for the interest of brevity, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to uh, put a put a put a cap on uh, JDM's uh, uh, games there. JDM will put yeah. his uh, last game in the chats later on after the episode. If you guys want to find right. out what JDM's special bonus yeah. game is, you can check out his uh, special bonus game. Uh, in the chats later on. I'm sorry to have to put that JDM because we're already running on two hours. All right, Joe. Um, yeah. You want to do yours or uh, uh, shall we do? Shall we do mine? Uh, um, sure, I'll uh, I'll do mine. Mm, all right. Um, mm, okay. I'm so excited. So, so I'll I'm do scared. Mine. I'm all excited. I'm scared. Um, <laughs> so, um, hi guys. I was afraid this time would come. <laughs> I wasn't prepared to face this kind of hurting. Oh my God. Here, here it comes. Okay. Let's go. Um, so on my, uh, so I, I'll, so for, since we're running out of, we're running out of time. So I'll just talk about two <clears> games <throat> and, um, 
So for this particular episode, I of course I'm an RPG guy, so I I chose the mature rated games for uh, for the GRPG lineups, yes. and I chose the PlayStation 3 because it's been a while since I touched that system. Mm-hmm. And out of all of the games for the uh, the JRPG ones, anyway, for the PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. there uh, there were only a few actually um, that was. Uh, that were given the M rating by the ESRB. Mm-hmm. So one of which is um, what we call the Artonelico Koga. Mm. Yes. So Artonelico Koga, um, it's an action role-playing game produced by Gust and uh, published by Namco Bandai. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was uh, it was serialized by NIS America. For mm-hmm. the, uh, the PlayStation 3, and this one is the third game, the final installment of the trilogy, Artonelico, a Japanese version, became available for retail on January 28, uh, 2010, and it was released in North America uh, in March 2011 and Europe around um, April 2011. So Artonelico Koga uh, takes place in this region uh, called uh, the planet RCL, mm-hmm. and um, On this particular game, so uh, the setting is on the third tower of Art of uh, of Artonolico, two years after the conclusion of the second game, uh, which is the melody uh, uh, the melody of Metapalica, and um, for uh, the setting is on this region uh, we have uh, they have these girls, um, divine girls basically uh, called Ravatels. Basically, um, they have the power of song, uh, song, uh, song priestesses. Basically, uh, 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 being song priestesses, um, they have the power to uh, they, have, they have the power to sing and uh, and with their songs, it it, it will bring out some some uh, status buffs, magical buffs. They use this for magic defense and magic attacks. And and the, and the girls are uh, and the girls can only do this for some reason, but of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you are you are uh, the players will be taking the role of a young guy called uh, Ayoto. Um, so he embarks his journey along with a few friends along the way, and and then he'll soon find out that there's this uh, the upper crust society of of this world is planning to. Um, Planning to enslave the lower strata of their of, the, of their society, and uh, and this malicious organization is also um, uh, is also planning for uh, for world domination, so to speak. And um, one of the aspects of this game is called uh, the Cosmosphere. Uh, with the Cosmosphere, Aoto is asked to dive. Into one of the girls, basically. Mm-hmm. The basic. Uh, so, mm-hmm. Okay, so the the way I describe Cosmosphere. So, the Cosmosphere <laughs> is basically the the girls' psyche, their inner mm. psyche. Yeah. So, um, for the girls to be, uh, for the girls to get stronger, uh, so Ayoto is tasked to go inside their psyche and uh, remedy their. Uh, remedy their um, their tra- their past trauma, their 
their inse- uh, their insecurities and you know, all that stuff mm-hmm. and uh, what else um, oh uh, so the system here is a uh, the combat system here is turn uh, it's action turn based actually kind of mm-hmm. this uh, kind of reminiscent of the Star Ocean games um, only one Ray Vatel, meaning only one girl can only be an, on the party so during the uh, during the battle the players can uh, you can only you can only control one of the vanguards and then the AI will control the rest you can control the girl if you want mm. um, additionally the uh, the Ravatels can of course uh, so they're the ones providing you the support uh, healing uh, magic attack magic defense and uh, for them to get stronger the premise of the game is getting them naked all the time. <laughs> there you go. That's it. And the more skin, the more skin they expose, in theory, the stronger they get. Um, so, of course, what a, what a you... Great, what a great mechanic. What a great mechanic. Oh. And, you being, and you being the player, you're like, okay, so... All right, interesting. So, how do I do that? So, so how do you do that, right? <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, if you follow the game, if you follow the game tutorials during the first thirty minutes of the game, you'll um, you'll soon understand on how to do it. Um, so, uh, when uh, when the game prompts you, so it will signal you on how to do it. So you either uh, so you either hold the shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why this is necessary. So you hold the shoulder button and you need to shake the controller. <laughs> I'm like, so just pressing the shoulder buttons are not enough. So you need to mm. shake it. Okay. Uh, like does that mean I need to shake the clothes off or something? Uh, anyway. I, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, so um, so, the, uh, so uh, during, the beginning, uh, during the beginning of the game, oh. you can only, uh, there are four levels of purging. That's that's what they call you know shedding their clothes. It's called purge. Um, uh, so in, instead of saying oh get naked, oh, I'm gonna purge. I'm gonna purge. Yeah, okay. Uh, so that so that's their uh, that's their double entendre for getting naked. Purge. So there are four levels of purge. Level one would be you know taking just taking the top off. Mm. Level two purge will just be taking the socks off. Mm. Level three purge will be just taking some of the brazier. Sure, and the level four purge is <laughs> that, and um, uh, so um, the, oh, the girls themselves are defenseless. Uh, defenseless, okay, during battle. So okay. it's up to your vanguards to protect your uh, to protect your uh, protect the girl, of course, because if the girl dies, then it's game over. If your vanguards die, the game's over. Um, so what else can I say? Uh, so battle system-wise, it's not really groundbreaking to say the least. I mean, if you've been playing Star Ocean or you've been playing the Tales of games, this is not this is nothing really special. If there if there's anything that your vanguards have the ability to have their own special maneuvers, but Star Ocean did that. Tales of the Tales of games did that. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's gonna keep you motivated to play this game is to make sure that they're getting naked, and that alone is a, is a difficult feat to do as well. And you can't even see them completely naked until the later end, uh, the later parts of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
okay, so all right, so I already know how to uh, already know uh, or why they should get naked. So how else can I, you know, how else can I get them naked? Because the girls don't get naked all willy nilly. I mean, they're not <laughs> whores, they're not bitches. I mean, uh, they they have they have still they have they have self self respect. They still have their dignity. Um, they're not gonna take off your they're not gonna take off their clothes just because you asked nicely. So, what you do, all right? So what you do uh, during uh, if you're sleeping on the, uh, if you're camping out or they're an inn. So the main guy, you, the main guy, will do this nightly visits, talk to one of the girls, and say, oh. Um, uh, for uh, oh, uh, I need to program. I need to do some programming to to make you stronger. Programming is basically well, uh, it's basically oh, uh, I, I I need to get you naked. You know, I need to get you naked to make you stronger. That's that's what they call you know. Uh, that's what that, that's what they call it. I need to program you. So and 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 the girls like okay, I'm gonna um, can I say no to that? <laughs> They will say no, of course, right? And for you to convince them to take some of the clothes off, you need to butter them up, of course. Typical girls, so give them some presents, sweet talk them, uh, do some of them, do a little, do, do a little, do a little bit of flattery, say uh, they're cute. Okay, so say, uh, okay, so okay, so basically, the reason it's MIA is you get these girls get off. And that's it, really. I, mean, <laughs> I wish you could get them off, but no, it doesn't really go that far. Unfortunately, it doesn't go that far. So, the, uh, okay. So my cheeks are already hurting by uh, because of my um, holding back my laughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, guys, but I, I, if I wanted to chat here, but uh, you know, since I'm a girl here, you know, I'm. You know that's why I'm keeping doing <laughs> this. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so, so here I am. All right. So, I have no, I ain't got no time to waste until you girls say yes. So, uh, it's a good thing I have a PS3, right? I have a modded PS3. So I turned Artemis, the cheat engine, right? So max this, max that, max this. All items, yeah. All gifts, right? So I just chose whichever gift the, uh, will give them the most uh, affections, right? So I just keep spamming, and then up, 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 up until they say yes. I... And lo and behold, okay. So here I am. I was expecting like full Monty, right? No, no. There are still some. Uh, there are still some. There are still some lights. There are still some. Uh, there are still some bars. There are still some. Some sensors, something right. that's blocking the view. Oh, speaking of speaking of blocking the view, dialogue box. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you, cannot, you cannot. You cannot disable the dialogue box. They might be completely naked down there, mm-hmm. but the dialogue so box is blocking your view. And I'm like, I'm. So I'm pressing all of the buttons. Can I make this disappear? No. <laughs> and I'm like. Please. How else can I take a photograph to Sir Dan, Sir JDM, <laughs> no you got implicated, Dan, right there. That I am not lying. Right, right. 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 I need documentation for it, right? Too young, I'll be honest, I'll be honest. They, they scared, you're, you're, you're over that side of the world. I don't know what the age of consent is, but that is, okay. they're too young, though. I like, I like the idea of the game. Oh, That's some Lolita stuff, man, that you're showing. Yeah, that, that, they're scary, <laughs> they're scary, <laughs> 
my so uh, but but i digress uh, what? <laughs> no, no there's no digression happening okay. here it's m-rated go ahead <laughs> all right so, um uh, okay so what else can i tell you so okay so to make the girl stronger a uh, a uh, the, the main character must do whatever it takes uh, mm. for the girl to take off their clothes right so the more skin um, they get exposed the, uh, the more powerful their song magic increases Sweet mm-hmm. talk, give them presents, yada yada yada. Oh, and doing your regular dives. Well, it says partial nudity. Dive into them. Just on the credits behind you when you're, you're loading the game, it actually says partial nudity. So you're not going to mm. see nudity. It's not yes. false advertising here. Uh-huh. You know, it's only partial nudity. So we, 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 uh, yeah. are, are you are you want me to move? I'll move. The, the game footage, everybody. Here you okay, go. Okay, there you go. It's not even sexy that you want to see him naked. It's Lolita shit, man. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, so what, what else can I do? Um, uh, so, it's, it's one moment, Joe. Uh, good evening to Jelsin Alejandro Manzano. Good evening. Hello. Thanks for joining us in the chat. All right, Joe, continue. Um, um, oh, uh, so some of the girls here are depicted with overdeveloped and underdeveloped bodies uh, by design. Uh, like how, um, for example, like low necklines, mm. deep cleavages, panty shots here and there, hints of crutches and buttocks everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, not all the time, sometimes. We're talking about. Uh, we're talking about. Oh, uh, so we're talking about diving, yeah? So, um, so the concept of diving is similar to the movie Inception, right? So the main, oh. uh, so so, the, so there's this diving, uh, so this there's this diving machine. So there's two pods, yeah. So your your main character goes in, and the the girl of your choosing goes inside another. Um, so uh, so in the so once the main character dives into the girl, he goes to these uh, to the cosmosphere of the girl, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, so basically the main character can uh, so you the ca- uh, the main player have the ability to manipulate the girl's inner subconscious the id ego and super ego right very psychological oh did I mention uh, your girls have different multiple uh, has multiple personalities living inside their bodies as well oh wow mm-hmm. okay so at uh, so there uh, there's this uh, there's this girl complete like flat really like flat chested but one of uh, but one of her multiple personalities have huge bajongas right and i'm like <laughs> okay so how and i'm like so how can i go to her instead <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll realize ah uh, it's only a cameo it's mm. not it's not not a real playable character yeah 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 i know that but how can I get to her? So, and I'm like, okay. And um, oh, so the transcript. Okay, so let's talk about the dialogue, right? So the transcript provided by NIS America. So NIS America did the translation for this game. Very sexually provo- uh, provocative, suggestively hilarious. And uh, there are certain words and phrases that were being said um, in this game that can be considered as double entendres i mentioned to you guys uh, back in the group chat before um so especially when uh, every time when when uh, when they're talking about diving all the time right so mm-hmm. diving inside the girls to make them feel good afterwards so every so before before the diving session after the diving session they talk about diving 
And if you're going to read uh, the um, uh, the su- uh, the subtext on those mm-hmm. dialogues, I mean, you'll you'll just laugh because you know uh, it, it means it, it kind of means something different. When uh, especially if the girls are talking about it, the guy though, the main character is very self-aware. Like, stop saying it like that. <laughs> it, it, sounds, it, it sounds wrong. <laughs> even even the guy is self-aware. Um, but the game is but the game was designed that way. Um, uh, what else can I tell you? Um, oh, uh, and the, oh, so it, w- uh, in one instance, so um, so the enemies were trying to. Uh, we're trying to find you guys, trying to find mm-hmm. your party, and uh, they are looking for one of your girls, right? Okay. And they have this special radar that can detect uh, Ravatels. Ravatels are the girls. Okay. Uh, to detect the Ravatels. And one of your party members says, Oh, I have something. I have this piece of band aid that you can put in, uh, that you can put on your installer port. So that the radar won't sound off when you're being interrogated by the guards, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, wh- uh, what? An installer port? <laughs> they're not robots, though. They're they're basically humanoids. And I'm like, what the hell is an installer port? Mm-hmm. So, and and I and I can understand some Japanese, right? So I I definitely so so just to make sure, um, mm-hmm. so just to make sure. I I went back to my previous save and I'm trying to hear the Japanese dub if they mean if they said something different. No, yes. even the Japanese dub says installer port. I'm like, what the hell is the installer port? So I look at the glossary, the game's glossary. There's nothing written about what the hell is the installer port. Where where is a, what even is an installer port? And where can I find the installer port? So there's mm-hmm. this thin bandaid, right? And I'm like, so so where so. And I'm like, yeah, installer port. So that means it's an opening, right? So it's an orifice, basically. So you're going to put that band-aid on one of the girls' orifices. And I know it's not the ears. I know it's not the nose. I know it's not the eyes. I know it's not the mouth. So where else can we put this one? So it's all up to your imagination. And I'm like, I was rocking my brain. What the hell is the installer port? But I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it here. Um, so what else can I tell you? Um, 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 so I told you about the nightly visits. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain words and phrases from the original Japanese dub were not literally translated into English, obviously, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, oh, uh, although not explicitly stated by the game, uh, there um, one of the male characters here on this game. Uh, was hinted to have a uh, uh, a special relationship with an older, larger gentleman. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, spo- I'm not gonna okay. spoil who. How very? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not even that far off the game, and I'm like, okay, uh, uh-huh. you, uh, I, I, I I can smell something going on here. <laughs> what, 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 uh, <laughs> well, uh, anyway, so oh. Um, Suffice it to there say, are, are, uh, there are a Jonas. lot of anime drawn still pictures, right? Uh, they're being shown from uh, from uh, from uh, from time to time, mm-hmm. on occasions, and some of those pictures have those uh, some uh, have some some of the girls in very uh, um, awkward, compromising positions. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, you can almost see something there, like, and I'm like. <laughs> 
Joe I'm, is trying I'm, to adjust I'm, his I'm angle over, right I'm over, I'm over arcing my neck mm. or, or or looking down. <laughs> but 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 it's because of that goddamn dialogue box that just won't go away. <laughs> Get Why? out of the fucking way. <laughs> oh shit. Um, um, oh, suffice it uh, to say, so, Josie found his perfect JRPG game. It's it's yeah. it's a it's a Japanese role playing game with tons of euphemisms and blood press. <laughs> I, mean, I mean look at the I mean, look at the you guys, right? Oh, um so and lastly about this game, so your mm. main uh, so your your main character, right? So your main character here uh, can get so sexually frustrated talking to the girls at times. Mm. Uh, he'll just say you're already naked, might as well. Let's just can we might as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go all the way. And uh, depend uh, so depending on how you progress with the story and how I mean, far you're talking with the girls, maybe you'll get lucky. I mean, the line I'm works. not that far off, I but I'm not that too that. far off. Game anyway. <laughs> I mean, the line works. I, I can say it with you know, I can I can vouch for the line anyway. <laughs> the the you're naked already. So, so. do I? Yeah. Do I recommend this for kids? <laughs> Hell no! 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 Don't you? No! So, no! Although, although, uh, if you want to ease them off, mm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, the dialogue itself is uh, the dialogue. They're not gonna get it, obviously. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, if anything, if uh, if like ten year olds or below will read the dialogue, they they might not even get the the references, the, mm-hmm. the sexual references here. Yeah. Uh, the imagery, uh, yes, of definitely, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not suitable for children as far as the imagery goes, um, mm-hmm. but the dialogue is definitely for um, for the for the mature minded, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. Well, definitely not suitable for oh. kids, but for M rating. Oh, like I mentioned, out of all of the Artonical games, this is the only one who got the M rating. And I'm like, why? Uh, the other two games is, 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 uh, were just as raunchy as this, uh, <laughs> this one, even more. So. Well, I mean, to me, it looks quite tame. It looks like a game for sissy. It's tame. <laughs> <laughs> You know why? You know why? You, you know why we think it's tame because we are so desensitized by watching way too much porn, and I'm like, it's nothing. Dialogue in the text and interaction that we can't see that here, but from the art direction, it does look very. It doesn't look like a mature game. That's the thing. Like, it does look very Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles in terms of the art direction it's gone in. So, if you, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're looking at the gameplay, it it, it kind of reminds you of Tales of Games and the Star Ocean games. Yes, yes. Kurt Labrado says it reminds him of the game Love Hina, actually. Oh, Love Hina. Okay, I, yeah, I, I could have done the anime. The, 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 all I'm saying is the art style. I'm a visual mm-hmm. man. The art style yeah. doesn't it doesn't titillate me. It's like I'm just saying, there's some anime stuff that's interesting, but um, I don't know. But if you're saying that the content is there, it's there, I guess. All right. It's there, and I'm like, so, and you're going to ask the question, so who is this game made for? So there are, so you can play this game as the main, uh, so you can play this game just by going through the main story without going to the, to the chronosphere. The chronosphere is be- <laughs> chronosphere. The, chron- the, the chronosphere is basically uh, like a. Uh, it's just like a um, like a side quest uh, kind of thing. You don't have to go through all of that uh, to progress through the game. Although 
if you don't do that, then they're not they're not going to be as strong or going to be as useful during uh, when you reach the final stages of the game. So it's basically it's basically like the item world in Disgaea. It's not yes. necessary, but it builds the levels. It, it fills the levels. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, so next game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My next game is called the. <coughs> um, uh, hyper net, uh, hyper dimension Neptunia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one you streamed. Okay, so hyper dimension uh, Neptunia Mark II, a 2011 role-playing video game developed by Idea Factory and Compile Heart, um, assisted by Nippon Ichi Software and IS America, Gust Corporation, 5PB, um, and uh, also assisted by KG in. KG Inafune, you know, the guy who created Mega Man. Mm-hmm. So it is a sequel to the previous game, which is Hyperdimension Neptunia for the PlayStation 3 as well. And um, this came out on 2011 and 2012 uh, worldwide. Um, so the setting of this game, um, it it kind of serves as a spin-off. Um, so in the year 20XX, in an alternative universe from the first game, so you got your four characters from the first game plus one more character her name her name is um nep gear okay so they were um, so they were battling uh, so they were battling the uh, the, uh, the god of sin called r4 ha r4 and unfortunately all of them got uh, all of them got captured however uh, nep gear was able to uh, was able to uh, be liberated by um by her companions and now it's up to uh, nep gear to gather her strength and um, get more people to help her uh, to help her out just to free the uh, the original four characters you know from the uh, from the first game um dungeon wise battle wise so um so it's kind of like a, a dungeon crawling uh, aspect um while you're in the dungeon you can see the uh, you can see the enemies um, flaw looking around. If you uh, if you push the square button, you'll do a you'll do an attack. If you if you hit the enemy, then you know you have the initiative. If you keep pressing circle, it will do a uh, an item search uh, just to uh, just to make some hidden items uh, appear on the field map. Um, map wise, very uh, it's very small. Like they didn't really pay much attention on um, on making the level designs. It's just um, it, so the dungeons are quite repetitive as well, repetitive and quite small. So there's not uh, there's no there's not much of exploration here and there. Very simplistic on their uh, on their gaming design. Um, so each character has um, um, has attack point. Uh, so they have attack points, normal attack, combo attacks. Using items, all those consume your uh, your attack points. They also have skill points. Um, if they perform uh, some skill attacks, um, uh, it's used for those. Um, for your uh, for certain characters, if you have enough skill points, they can transform into uh, into a more powerful versions of themselves. Uh, not uh, there, so. This kind of function is also reserved for uh, for for the uh, for the main characters. Um, uh, what else to, 
hell yeah um they have this uh, they have this social media app called get this chirper mm-hmm. on twitter it's called chirper so on chirper they use that to communicate with other people um uh by um by opening your chirper app and <laughs> listening to some of the rumors mm-hmm. uh, conversations with other people um, sometimes you'll get some tips sometimes you'll get some hints of where to get some certain items or where to find certain monsters uh, side quests or um, stuff like that and mm-hmm. they all have the build system so uh, in every uh, in every town that you go there's a there's like an adventures guild you take your special uh, you take quests um You 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 accomplish those quests to get items and um, to get money, and I found myself doing a lot a lot of these quests rather than the main storyline. Hmm. Um, the only reason why is because if you do if you do special quests, then that me uh, so the more you use some specific party members in battle. Then their then their compatibility level to you will also rise. So and and the best way to do this is by completing quests. Sometimes you'll just gather items. Sometimes by exterminating monsters. So if you are with them all the time, then that means their compatibility with you will also increase. So the more you use them on battle, the better their compatibility with you. So I find myself doing more quests than the main quest itself. The side quest. How, how is this a mature game by any means? It looks like a game for children. Oh, that's no. a good question, Viraj. Uh, that okay. Viraj, uh, no. Puts a Now question. that I described the whole thing, mm. you know, not okay. So how the hell is this a mature game? Okay, I have a list. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay. <laughs> the list. Okay. Let's do this. All right. Okay. Do this. So, so, um, um, uh, so the characters here are the personifications of uh, the gaming consoles and developers. Mm. Um, the little sisters, basically the handhelds of Sega, Nintendo, and PlayStation. Let me run this real quick. Um, the uh, the main antagonist here is basically the personifications of custom firmware. You know. Uh, the personification of the gamers who cannot afford new games, mm-hmm. like ourselves, the gamers who want free games, mm-hmm. ourselves, yep. the gamers who decide to use cheats to beat difficult games, that's mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the frustrated developers with underselling games. Mm-hmm. R4, the god of sin, is basically the personification of the R4 cards. Ah, okay. uh, actually, it's spelled R4. R4 Our mm. boy Ray, but if you read that's that's our four. Okay. Um, so it begs the question: Who this game is made for, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going to look at the uh, uh, the game footage right there, so the female characters right there, mostly girls, no guys whatsoever. Taco Fest. So the female here are depicted as minors. Yes. Not 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 coal miners like actual young, uh, you know, uh, preteens, preteens. I'm the 16 best of the month, and girls, all right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, although the lack of curves of the chest or uh, or the hips are, um, are 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 not evident, of course, okay. the designs of the girls here did not shine away from showing um, their underdeveloped breasts. 
their navels, their thighs, and uh, really skin-tight outfits. Mm-hmm. Just uh, some of them, yes. And uh, what kind of a perverted creep would be turned on to something like this? A pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what kind of creep would be so uh, aroused <laughs> by looking <laughs> playing this kind of game, right? Who I tell you who? <laughs> this this is what you get when you're raised on Nintendo RPG. Oh, this is what happens to you. So um oh, the, uh, there are also anime still images here uh, that are shown occasionally, uh, which shows some of the girls in skimpy outfits, sometimes in awkward positions as well, uh, just like an archetypical. However, mm. however. You can hide the dialogue box. Thank God you can hide the dialogue box. <laughs> Thank God you can hide the dialogue box. If you press circle, the dialogue the dialogue box disappears, and everything just stays still. Mm. So, and I've been okay, okay, before, uh, all right. So be, uh, be, before anything else, <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. Okay. And then I'll, and then I'll, uh, then I'll go to the uh, I'll go to the uh, to the group chat. Yeah. At Sir Dan, at Sir Joel, oh at my Sir gosh, Vin, okay. at Thank, Sir Vera. Thanks so much. And, okay. <laughs> much appreciated. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, so it may not have the uh, voluptuous of bounds of mm. the girls from the first game. Mm. The designers here make up for it by pushing the envelope on how risque uh, the young girls can get without the feds being, uh, you know, being alarmed. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so if, uh, so, what I can tell about this game, so I mean, they both look like the same game to me. I mean, they both got like these women that are like not women, but they're little girls in these games. I don't really see anything M-rated about it. That's the thing. Yeah, maybe it's the That's art the thing. style. I mean, I don't see what's what's the M-rated aspect. Is it the dialogue? If I'm going. If I'm going to answer that, Sir Viraj. If I'm going to answer that, Sir Viraj. The first game uh, is very sexy. Yeah. Uh, you, you got the you got uh, you got uh, you got the actual girls the girls there. This one is very fetishy, oh. and I'm like, uh, this is for those people who have uh, who have uh, who have the fetishes for for young lowly girls. Lowly, lowly right? girls. All right, we're gonna have to cut the, we're gonna have to cut this description here. I am as the captain of the show and <laughs> imposing this right now. There's a tour and there's. Stretching those, they're stretching the line, John. Uh, <laughs> We're doing that right now. Like that's um, no, I mean, I, I mean, uh, <laughs> to all of you guys who are listening to our uh, to the audio podcast, so we are so right now. I'm I'm still showing the video footage of of the gameplay. So to all of you guys who are doubting me, just look at the trailers, look at the gameplay. I ain't lying. <laughs> okay. I wish I was, but I'm not. <laughs> All right, as captain of the show, I am imposing a cut now. Okay, we are, we're doing a cut because we have we have gone from uh, from mature to icky. I guess that's the right word. What, what is it? Uh, is it like more like a hentai, something like that? Is it talking about? No, right? not, uh, not, about not really. No, no, that only exists in Japan because yeah. in Japan, not really. No. They have yeah. that. It's normal for them, but for us, it's like uh, yeah, it's yeah. actually way yeah. too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's, normal it's, for us to be called that. It's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, to me, Sher- uh, to me, Sherlyn's point, it's not normal for her. It's normal for us. This is normal for men of culture. Like us, 
mean, well, again, you're all you gentlemen, are, no. of course. Okay, it's yeah, normal gentlemen. for you guys. Ladies and gentlemen of uh, ladies and gentlemen of the chat, listening, watching us right now. If you have any inkling of culture in your bones, in your blood, <laughs> go check out this game. Okay. If fine, anything else, if if my words not enough, then please check out the game, or at least check out the gameplay, or at least check out the trailers. Fine. Yeah. Okay. And if, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't awaken something within your soul, I don't think it ever will. I think it's definitely something that's tailor made for the Japanese market. I understand that yeah. Japanese like this sort of thing, but I, I think it's something that should really like, this sort of fetish, shall we say, that you, you mm. use. And this is a very interesting point about M rated games. And this is a very ah. interesting subject, actually. That's very true. The Japanese are into young-looking girls. This is their thing, isn't it? For us, we find it icky, which is what was explained. Yeah, and um, yeah. that's where I draw a line. I think Dan draws a line. You're like, yeah, we that, would in it. We're, we're hoping you were going to send us something which was actually appealing for us, but now isn't the law for me? <laughs> but Dan was saying, yeah. This is that this is that culture border, isn't it? Where it is yes. literally Eastern and Western culture. I mean, I think the age. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the age of consent in Japan is 13. I think you get married in 13. I 13 is their legal age of consent. Yes, 13. So, so I can understand why, why people. You know, when you if you're raised in that culture where younger girls are. Uh, deemed by law and by society is more appealing. I can understand that. Mm. We're raised. We're raised in a culture where in Britain it's sixteen, in America it's eighteen. Actually, so it's. Um, eight. There's actually raised age of consent from thirty to sixteen. I've just looked it up. Oh, okay. Well, all right then, right then. But 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 we can understand that for the past for the past twenty thirty years, people have been raised in a culture where the, the, the age of consent is thirteen, whereas mm. we, we, for us it's it's sixteen or eighteen, depending where mm. we are. So yeah. you can understand looking at you. Younger girls like that. I'm same as Viraj. That's past. That's too icky. That's way, way, way too icky. Way too icky. All right. I, I ain't gonna judge. I ain't gonna judge another culture because mm-hmm. if that's how you raised, that's how you raised, isn't it? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. I mean, the cultural barrier is there. It's it's a very different culture. It's a very different mindset. And I guess the the ESRB uh, rating is there to protect the uh, the the western mm-hmm. mindset right now yep. uh on this one i mean no judgment on people who do enjoy this but yes be warned this is the kind of stuff that you will so, encounter if you go for it so if the question is should i should mm. we let kids play this game mm. the dialogue is very tame to say the least mm. if anything is just the visual cues that they're gonna see mm. that's it really um, this is what this is for. Uh, this is what se- uh, this is what separate the perverts from the connoisseurs. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. We'll, oh we'll put we'll put a cap on the discussion here now because of the fact that we are we have gone way above our allotted time, and I yeah. know that uh, some of us here have a few things to do. Also, I'm not even going to put forward my suggestions. I have my actually fine. I'll put my two, but I'm not going to describe them anymore. My first uh, my first mature game series is Leisure Suit Larry the collection. If you guys are oh, interested in Leisure yeah. Suit Day and mature games. <laughs> Leisure Suit Larry is the series to begin with. All right, that's my first one. And my second one, very deep, very, very ugly in terms of, of theme, Spec Ops The Line. If you guys are interested in uh, in a modern rendition of the classic uh, Joseph uh, 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 Joseph Conrad, I believe, uh, novel, uh, Heart of Darkness, 
Spec Ops the Line is the game to play. Uh, hang on, hang on. Um, okay. Let's not leave the the, the poke hanging. At least suit Larry. Fine, Leisure Suit Larry is a very quick description. A guy who's always looking for love in all the wrong places. Okay, that's Leisure Suit Larry, and you get into all these adult situations. And eventually, he does find love. But you know, uh, <laughs> fine, fine. For those of, yes, for those of you who are who were with me during the DOS days, Leisure Suit Larry is the game series that em- that uh, that is emblematic of M-rated games. All right, there you go. I would and- ask. Oh no, Sir Joel. I mean, Larry looks so ordinary looks so cartoony compared to the other <laughs> hunks in the game how the hell does he get the girls it just goes to show the power of personality leisure suit larry has personality in spades and that's what he uses to parlay his sexual ad- into his sexual adventures that is my description you'll have to you'll have to play to enjoy it leisure suit larry is my choice of m-rated game for the day and the second one is spec ops the line military follow-up question up. oh no sir joel i don't mm. see anything sexy about this game how, how can this you get lots of situations where you get to these women not kids all right absolutely not for kids for this one oh no 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 it's definitely not for kids Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot of kids of uh, but a, but a lot of kids played it. You know, during my time. There you go. <laughs> All right, so we'll wrap it up. Pass it back to Joe. Thank you very much to everybody who had the had their uh, suggestions for games. Joe, bring it all home. All right. Um, well, we could have uh, we could have we can still. Uh, do uh, like 10 more minutes to stretch it out to uh, three hours. No, I but think no, we're running refusing, out of time. No, <laughs> Sir Joel is refusing uh, to no. do more. No, and besides, right. I, think, uh, I think Dan and Viraj might have a little something uh, to take yeah, care of. Yeah, they might well. be quite busy though. Well, All right. Um, okay. I've got, so, I've got, I've got to go phone police. What was that? I've got to go and phone police on Sir Joel. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a poll, yeah? We've got to get this guy outraged. I know, my, my goodness. <laughs> my goodness, man. All right, All right Joe, right. come on, bring it home, bring it home. <laughs> And unfortunately, guys, um, that's all. <laughs> uh, that's all. Uh, that's all that we got for our mature-rated games. Uh, we could we could have still went a little bit more. There's a lot. But more. That's enough for now. Okay, that, that's, that's enough for now. Yeah. yeah no, we don't want the feds knocking uh, knocking at our door. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just do our shameless plug. Mm. Let's start with Miss Sherilyn. Where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook, Honoka 99 Gaming Studio. Uh, also, as well, Facebook and Twitch. I mean, Twitch and Kick, Honoka 99. And also, as well, I am now having my YouTube channel as well. Do give me a subscribe. If you guys want to enjoy some more retro games, um, I would definitely be there soon. Thank you. All right. Thank you for that, Miss Charlene. Uh, Sir JDM, where can they find you? Yes, you can find me. On uh, here on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, I also have a kick uh, channel. One, two, three, go retro. Um, currently, I I think I haven't streamed for a while, but I will try my best to do so this week. So catch ya on my next stream. So begs the question: Does Sir JDM look M-rated to you? And the answer <laughs> is yeah. yeah, that's it says in the sign. Do I look M-rated? All right. To you? Uh, how about Sir Viraj? Where can they find you? 
Oh, you can find me on on YouTube with Dan as part of the Sega Mega Masters. Uh, we're a we're a new channel, and we're uh, we talk about Sega Mega Drive, Sega Master System, basically the retro side of Sega. We talk about their games, we review their games, um, and 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 yes, it's awesome stuff. And if you're into that kind of thing, hey, like and subscribe to the channel, watch our stuff. So that's where you can find me, Sega Mega Masters on YouTube. Over to you. All right, thank you for that, Sir and Sir Dan. What Severaj said, but with less air. <laughs> <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Yes. Very quite simple. Mm-hmm. The floor um, um, of the mature, Sir Joe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this special episode of ours. It's it was quite it was quite surprising that we went this direction. But then again, you know, uh, we we like surprising our audience. We like uh, making sure that you guys are on your toes and enjoying what we have. So. Uh, you can find me, uh, the Banyagi Native, on on uh, Twitch and on Kick, uh, streaming yeah, a variety of games, uh, all the, from E all the way to M, sometimes AO, but you know, infrequent. But yeah, um, hashtag FUFB, and I hope you guys. Um, I, I'm I'm thanking everybody who decided to stick around and enjoy what we had to show. There's tons of other mature games that have really good storylines, really good gameplay. If you guys want, we'll discuss them more in the chats and on Pinoy Retro Gaming, the Facebook gaming page. So, back to Joe. All right. Uh, thank you yeah. for that, Sir Joel. And um, uh, just a quick uh, closing remarks before we end the show. Uh, there are some misconceptions about how the ESRB, Peggy, or even Zero uh, do their rating. And uh, for, for, most, for the most part, the game developers will just send out a rough description of the game to the regulatory board. The board themselves do not play the games. They don't. So they don't really play the games that they're rating. If the game developers say, oh, this game has this, 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 that, that. If they check the, um, if they have, uh, they'll be given a, like a checklist, does your game have this, 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 this. Then they will pass to the regulatory board, and then they'll do the, and then they'll pass the rating. If there are, and one of the things that the uh, the game developers would like to do is that they don't really want to go to the mature end of things because they still want their games to be sold on the other countries. Some countries have very strict rules and and censorship. So Australia, for one, one. Germany is also one of them, and. they have to be very careful on not sacrificing the narrative of their game just because of censorship of one country. One example would be my third game is South Park because of uh, because South Park is very uh, is banned here in Australia, and Aww. and South Park Studios wanted the game to sell here. The compromise would be censuring. Some of the uh, some of the content, not taking them off, but censuring. What they did, they took a they took a cartoon co- a crying cartoon koala, uh, and then pasted it on on some of the uh, on some of the risque scenes. It's a fuck you to Australia, but uh, eventually Australia caved in. Okay, so you did your censorship because they're not really playing the games. Oh, oh, uh, we, oh we did the censorship. Are you happy now? Okay. What kind of censorship? Oh, don't worry about it. Um, 
so uh, so that's uh, so just to clarify some things in regarding how does the, uh, the regulatory board does their rating and yeah um so just to uh just to plug in the show thomas gamer available on the pinoy retro gaming facebook page and the youtube channel thomas gamer prg and for our audio versions of our shows go to your uh, your favorite um uh, audio streaming platforms out there uh, we should be there just google us we, uh, we're all over the place and um, that's it for that's it for our uh, season uh, season 7 premiere of Thomas Gamer podcast guys and as always our games and our bodies may grow out of date but our gaming experiences will forever remain hey